Welcome to Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Jesse and Lance are talking Tigers with the voice of the Tigers, Gino DiPaoli. Oh my goodness! Tiger players, coaches, and WHL insiders across the league. Tigers Uncaged. Starts now. Tigers Uncaged. Welcome inside another episode of Tigers Uncaged. This is the podcast all about your medicine at Tigers. And we sprinkle in a little WHL in there as well. As always, my name is Jesse, the arena host, if you will, for the medicine at Tigers. And the co-host, the man who does color for all the home games, Mr. Lance Dahl. Hey, buddy. Hey, you're back. I'm back. Yeah, no, that that sickness was wild, dude. Yeah, that's not fun. That was a... uh, Being sick sucks. It wasn't even like a... It was like a run-down sickness. Being tired sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just thought it was my body, like, finally saying, hey, you've had enough. Yeah, that that happens every now and then. But... uh, Listen to your body. Got a lot of sleep. I really enjoyed being able to uh, host my very first Tiger game this year. Right, yeah. That was a lot of fun. That building was electric. There, There is something... There is a buzz around this team. There really yep. is. We say it all the time. Yep. But like seeing them at co-op place, running into old Tiger fans, your Tiger family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, there's a buzz. Yeah, and then it was nice that uh, you get to host a game, and then they're gone for like three weeks. That's so usually how it goes, <laughs> hey? Lucky you. But uh, yeah, so that went well. That was a f- I don't think it was a result they wanted because that was a loss to Moose Jaw, but... Yeah, That's okay. they did play Musha very well, though. Yeah. I thought I, all yeah, these the games part. that we've seen so far, all the losses, I, I think that they've played very well. I just think that we need to figure out how to play a consistent 60-minute game. Yeah. There's been a lot of games that I've seen where the Tigers have come out swinging right off the hop, up one nothing, right. and it's almost like, I don't want to say that they sit back, but just certain mistakes will happen where other teams will take advantage and they'll tie it, yeah. and then once the Tigers let a goal, then it's like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, even just the difference of how do you put it when when you're because you're not going to play great for the entirety of the game, but when you have your bad moments that you're not taking on too much water, so to speak, because it's just like this league's so momentum based yeah. that like when you're when you're getting downhill and you're you know creating chances, it's like you want to put as much water into that team's boat as you can, and when it's coming back on you and you're spending you know a few shifts in a row in the d zone like not taking on too much water like you're allowing chances but you're not like bend don't break type type thought right yeah i I think that's the biggest thing is that you know when they get on their heels and they have to play a handful of shifts or minutes in a row in their own zone that they're able to do it without giving up a goal Mm -hmm. like if they can withstand pressure and then find a way to turn that back into their favor. It's hard to do, but I think a lot of junior teams struggle with that, if not all of them. Yeah, and uh, so as we're doing this, Tiger's on that BC road trip right now. Yeah. Have you noticed, maybe it's just me, because I've dabbled into some of these BC games, is the BC way of playing in the WHL a little bit different than what we're used to? Like, if I look at baseball, the American League and National League are two completely you're playing ball, but it's the way you're playing. It's different. Yeah, it gets it's closer now. But I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just seems like where we are right now in the East and the Central, anyways. It's a it's a very fast paced game. Yeah, it's fast. It's shooting it, and it's fast. Yeah. It seems like in the BC, maybe even in the US division, it's more of a slower paced game. Yeah, some some teams I think are are more methodical, but I think it might just be the BC division as a whole. Yeah, I think they're just. 
like the BC division is just having a down year in comparison to some other years and yeah. other divisions. Like they're just, they don't have a couple of like high powered teams, like say the East does in throughout Swift current <clears throat> or excuse me, Saskatchewan and, and Manitoba where, you know, like there's Brandon that can play at a, at a decent clip. Uh, you, you obviously have Moose Jaw, um, you know, Regina has been doing well still and, and so maybe that's the difference is that maybe the, the gap is just a little bit wider. But like I, I typically find that you get a little more physicality out of the Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. But I think part of that, too, is just built into how often you see each other, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're only seeing the BC and U.S. teams once a year, whereas you're getting everyone in the Eastern Conference so often. So I think that just builds over time. So it's hard to say, I yeah. guess. Like. I think as a league, it's the the toughest to play in out of the three major juniors in the CHL. But I don't know that necessarily the conferences are different. It it's might different. just be just you get them on on that one shot, right? You only get them the one time in the year, and so you, you got to think there's the feeling out yeah, process, yeah. and then and then you know you're you're also just trying to kind of keep your wits about you as you work through your road trip like every team has long trips and they go across conference so so far it just seems like this tiger team just wants to shoot like just shoot shoot yeah. shoot and they're using their speed they're using the body to their advantage uh-huh i know we're going to talk about this vancouver game but it's just i mean all these bc games i'm seeing a lot of aggressive physicality from the tigers and maybe it's because we're not used to it like it's been a while since we've had yeah. a really physical Consistently, team. Consistently, yeah, yeah. But uh, it definitely shows. Yep. I mean, unfortunately, the bad part of that is that you may take some dumb penalties because of that. It happens. Yeah. It does happen. I mean, that's Shouldn't part happen, of the game. But, it does. but uh, it's it's been really cool to see that. It just seems that they're playing completely different ways of hockey. And again, it could be the coaching style. It could be it's just too early. Who knows? But yeah. It's definitely benefiting the Tigers. Yeah, it's gone well. I would say. I mean, they're still. As of the time that we're doing this, there's a, a couple games left in in Kamloops and uh, and Prince George, and so you you want to finish strong on oh, what's a, yeah. a long trip and a lot of hours on the bus. And yeah, I saw that uh, they got in for their Kamloops game the the Thursday morning in Kamloops. I think it was like three a.m. local time when they got in or something like that, or or something crazy. So. Yeah, a lot of hours on the bus. Yeah. A lot of hours. Well, that's, I mean, that that's kind of the blessing and the curse. I mean, you kind of want that early because the, the brotherhood and the relationships you're going to form on that road trip yeah. are going to carry on throughout this this season. Well, and you also just don't have to do that drive when it's snowy out. That's true, too. That's, <laughs> that's really nice. good. Uh, lots of stuff to get into on this episode. Uh, you had an opportunity to talk to the old Capitan. Yeah, Tyler McKenzie was the first player to jump on this season for Tigers on Cage, which is super cool. So we talked to him before he left. So unfortunately, you missed it Yeah, because uh, you were down and out. Um, it doesn't sound like it'll be the only player to come through this year. Uh, talking with Gino, there's a lot of players that are interested and want to do it and they're, they're up to do it I love it which is cool uh and, and nice of them to, to give us a little bit of their time so yeah talk to Tyler um Rep Parsons kind of gets sprinkled out <laughs> like a handful of times in the conversation this dude just shows up he loves the 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 building that he we might be a radio this. guy in the future I yeah. don't know he loves just looking at all the buttons and the microphones and the way that this becomes this yeah he he at one point in the conversation, you you don't actually hear it, but he comes and looks at uh, my screen, which is showing how long we've been recording for, and he just points to it and goes, wow. 
And I was like, yeah, it's a little long. You're right, Rhett. My yeah. bad. Well, we appreciate it. And we appreciate that Windsor Plywood's a part of this, too. Absolutely. Windsor Plywood, uh, the experts you need to know, are so on board with this podcast. Yeah. Love the Tigers. Yeah, it's been cool. Yeah, it's been absolutely. really nice to have them on, and it makes a difference. Also, oh, yeah. should shout out, uh, for whatever reason this year, we've had a lot of people jumping in from Calgary. Yeah. Have listened, so yeah. hello, Calgary. Um, there's been some throughout the States. So hello, USA. Hello, USA. Um, there's, there's been an alarming amount of people from across the globe that have checked it out. So, uh, so thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, Gino, we're actually going to talk to him. He's calling in, uh, from the BC road trip. So we'll talk to him momentarily. Uh, Tigers Uncaged, powered by, uh, Windsor Plywood. Appreciate you. Jesse and Lance are unleashing the beast. Maybe keep that beast on a leash. More Tigers Uncaged coming up. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Contractors choose Windsor Plywood. Do-it-yourselfers choose Windsor Plywood. And people who think, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but these can help me. They choose Windsor Plywood too. With over 50 years experience, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for finishing, building, and renovation projects. With fast delivery, great selection, and helpful service, it's no wonder more people choose Windsor Plywood. Open 8 to 5, Monday to Friday, and 9 to 1. One Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged. Powered by our friends at Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Welcome back. Gino DePauli. Wow, he's still here. I haven't hey. left. Hey, Gino. Gino <laughs> Magically Knights. in two places yeah. at once. I mean, I'm, I'm happy you're here, but truthfully, it's not about you at the moment. It's about uh, our special guest who is here. Uh, the captain of the Medicine Hat Tigers, Tyler McKenzie. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Appreciate absolutely. It. Absolutely. What That's... a pull, hey, for her week this week. What yeah. a pull. Yeah, this is really good. It's like you guys are here and not in BC. This is impressive. I mean, it's uh, got to be an, an up from having Gino on here. Probably, uh, you're so. not wrong. You're not wrong. This is a breath <laughs> of fresh air. Um, I, I guess the, the first general question that everyone would always ask, uh, how are things? Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're taking her day by day. Excited to take off on the BC trip, so I mean, can't ask for much more, right? Absolutely. Um, is it is it like heavier on the jersey now that uh, it's been a little <laughs> while with with being named captain? Obviously, really cool and, and such an honor, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, it, it was pretty exciting. I mean, uh, when we first found out, it was pretty cool. I think now it's kind of settled into it. I mean, maybe the first few games uh, takes a bit of a second to kind of get used to it. I mean, you're getting used to different dynamics a little bit but I mean the leading and all everything's the same type of way so just kind of getting getting a few games and getting into it a little bit's helping a lot and I think now we're just kind of getting into a steady flow are you able to to pull the curtain back for all of us that don't get to be in the room like what kind of leader does Tyler McKenzie pride himself on being are you are you vocal in the room vocal on the bench are you showing by example like what Uh, what are you trying to do yeah I mean it's kind of sometimes a little bit different I mean in the room Maybe I'm probably vocal in the room, kind of just getting guys in order type thing. Probably more of an accountable leader, just making sure everything's, you know, we're doing the right stuff, working hard. I think kind of leading by examples there, that too. But, I mean, you know, I take my take my place. I'm kind of hard on guys. Yep. So, I mean, that's how I like to lead. And I think, you know, we have a dynamic that way. Everyone leads their, their own way. And I think that's what makes our leadership group so good. I And I'll, I'll say it's very awkward to talk about yourself in that <laughs> way. So that's very well handled. Uh, I'll, add to that that i think if hockey doesn't work out for you mac which i know it will 
you're going to become an incredible like union rep or like, <laughs> like, like you stand up for the players and you definitely make sure Thanks, everybody's Steve. taken care of. So yeah. well, I've noticed important. that from afar. Yeah. So. And that, that's an important he, aspect. He, he keeps too, though, the right? media guy on his toes, make sure he's trying to do his job. Sometimes Is it doesn't that you? go well. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, sometimes. That's true. That guy sucks. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sometimes we all just got to make sure we're not slacking, right? Yeah, that's right. Everyone's got to go. pull the rope in the same direction. Yeah. That counts there for us go. now, too. So if you hear something or you catch yeah. wind of something you don't like, you let us know. <laughs> we'll we'll hold, at least hold myself accountable. I can't speak for Jesse. He's not here. Um, but, no, it, it's really cool. And, you know, looking back at a couple years ago um, – and Rhett Parsons is in studio. Live just, studio audience. He's just <laughs> hanging out watching in his Jordy Fike hat. Um, are you, are you, <laughs> Tell me you're going to work Chuck Are you the Jordy Fike hoodie? Are you working wagons one day? He can't talk. He's, he's working he's to be actually, an outrider. He's, he's practicing miming right, right now. An outrider. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. I'm pumped for that. But but we were talking because uh, we, we had read on la- last year and talking about, okay, there was that lean season that we all remember and uh, want to try and forget, but there's different pieces that you can take out of it. And one thing that I do remember from that year, your first year, I think it was your first full year here, um, was that midway through you end up being recognized as a leader uh, with a letter under your jersey then. Yeah. And that was kind of the big telling point to a lot of people that, okay, like there's starting to be a leadership group formed. Rep was the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's it been like for, for some of the guys that have, you know, transitioned through what was probably – in a lot of your guys' cases, some of the least successful hockey that you've played to now being where you're at and, and kind of seeing how the mountain's been climbed. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a bit of a whirlwind. I mean, considering, I mean, going from straight to COVID year where we had a pretty good team that year, like we our 20s were unbelievable and our 19-year-olds, yeah. like everyone was sharp with it. And then we kind of go to the next year and, and it's still a little bit of COVID. I mean, there's still that in the back of everyone's mind, but, you know, just having such a tough year and then, kind of getting a letter halfway through that year I mean it's definitely pretty cool it's just I think at that point we were trying to we were trying to just get better every day we were trying to enjoy coming to the rink and and still fighting and and you know showing some pride so I think that was pretty important for us to try and keep that and maintain what culture we still had and then kind of going into the the next few years I guess last year so it was uh it was a lot better like we had a big build and we've been rebuilding we kind of been talking about it for a while but i think like we kind of talked about we've had a bit of a crash course me and parson the leadership i mean we got to learn from some great guys in the covid year and then we kind of we had to teach ourselves almost kind of learn ourselves and yeah. and you know failure and and success at the same time like it, it's come a long ways but i mean i think we've done a great job and and then it's only up from here uh when you look into I mean, because now you're you're a few years in the league. You're getting old, man. Yeah. Um, now that you've had some some time, do you ever kind of give yourself the chance to to maybe look back at at where you started as like a you know a mid round pick in the draft, which what used to be the Bantam draft, and now we can't use that yeah. anymore. I guess I don't know. Um, but what you kind of look back at your path to get here. And and can you look back at that and say, you know what, we're we're on a pretty darn good trajectory? Yeah, I mean, kind of going ever since the Bantam draft, I mean, kind of a later pick, I think the sixth round, but I don't think that ever kind of deterred me from my, my main goal is always to come here and want to play. It's such a storied, it's such a storied place to be. And, yeah. you know, as a young kid, you're just doe-eyed, you know, you get drafted <laughs> to the Western League. It's like... I wouldn't know what that's like. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, yeah, but you get drafted and it's like, that's your only that's your only goal. And then you come into rookie camp and didn't get signed out of rookie camp. And then I think Willie came in right after that. Like literally, I think it might've been a week after because we had Clouston still here at the right. time. And then Willie comes in a week later and then you come into training camp in the fall and, and all of a sudden you sign and you get a preseason game and 
and I think it just builds a lot of confidence. But I think looking back on it, it's just, I think the goal is just to never give up type thing. Yeah. Like it was, I mean, as much as people want to say, you know, the Batum draft, the whole first round thing, I think it, for me, it was just always, you work harder, you're going to get there one day. Yeah, and I think absolutely. that's just kind of the mindset I took at it. So what was the jaw dropper when you're kind of in the preseason, your first go, like which player would you see on the other side? Like, oh man, I'm, I'm in the Western league. I'm in major junior. <laughs> Well, I think the first guy was on our own team having silly around was. That's true. Yep. I mean, you're looking at that guy. He's a bit of a specimen at 16. His legs are the size of your arms, basically. <laughs> nuts. Yeah. He's just a big guy. So I think having him kind of just showing me the ropes, and he's 16 and I'm 50, and that's pretty cool. And then just being able to play, like yeah. putting on the jersey and for the first time, it's such a cool thing to do. And we were playing out in the Irvine rink, so I don't know how much of an experience it actually was. Man, that the great ice out there though. <laughs> oh, great ice! Great but ice in Irvine. <laughs> <laughs> the zones are so small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't, you yeah, can't make any. You got the way. hard glass. You just get nailed. Uh huh. Yeah, that's true. But but you know, it's all part of the process, right? And yeah. Was was there a time, and maybe you haven't even realized it, but it's passed, um, that you really started to feel comfortable that you know, you're a long-term member of the team now and that you're, you're kind of, you're, you're in the lineup and that, okay, I can still work to, to move up the lineup and earn more minutes and, and do that. But like, I feel like I'm pretty comfortable in my spot. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I haven't really, I haven't, I think you never feel comfortable almost. I mean, you do, but you don't. Yeah. I know like, especially in my first two years, I was always worried. Like, you know, you have an average game. You never want to like, you, you know, lose something or think you're not working hard enough. So I think for me, it was kind of always just, you know, forget about it and try and move on as best you can. I mean, you kind of start to feel comfortable when the team's playing well, yeah. I think, because everyone's going and you're clicking together. Everything's easier when you're winning. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So I think that's kind of the the only times you really feel that and that sense of, you know, kind of you're comfortable with the team, but at the same time you never want to get complacent. So I think for me it was just always kind of keep going and keep moving along. Is that one of the harder things you would say to, to adjust to from playing – like minor hockey was, I mean, when you're on minor hockey, you, when you make the team, that's your team for the year, yeah. right? And it's not necessarily the same way in, in major junior. Was that a hard adjustment? Uh, I think the hardest adjustment for me was probably, I don't want to say working hard, but like working out almost. Right, yeah, yeah. I think the hardest, because I remember at 16, Will was, he was always on us. He's like, you got to get in the gym. Like, you got to do this. You got to get better. And like, at the time, you think you're doing the, the most you can. But yeah. I think when it, finally starts to click and you're like damn like I really want to be a player and this is what I want to do mm -hmm. like that's when you want to that's when you start to realize wow like I had way more in me yeah. so I think after my 16 year old year is when that really clicked for me because going from midget to my 16 year I don't think I had that sense yet and I think I was right. still so young and new to it that it, it took a while and and it like I said you gotta fail a few times to, and then get back up and I think that's what it was for me and I remember in your like earlier years with the Tigers, and it's weird to say earlier because I mean it's really not that long <laughs> yeah. ago. But there was there was a lot of onus on you to become a good penalty killer mm -hmm. and and to pick up that aspect of things and like worry about almost your own house, and then the rest of it kind of takes care of itself. Uh, what was that adjustment like when you start to to run penalty kills against uh, some pretty good guys in the Western League? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's funny because they always talk about the kill and the kills where you start. So I think when we were 16 and we're killing against the best power play in the yeah. Western League at the time. Yeah. So you got Chizowski and, and uh, Cowboy up top and they're just snapping it around. And <laughs> we're 16, we're skating in circles trying to go around. I think 
at one point we kind of just had enough and we're like, okay, hey, let's try and learn the kill here. So we don't just get embarrassed all practice. Yeah, I think absolutely. that's when it really clicked. And then we started, you know, getting into games and we get guys with penalties and whatever. And, and then kind of just being able to take on that penalty kill role is something, you know, I've always loved playing on the kill. Like you give a chance to, like, it's funny. You're always working. I mean, you got guys like Paris blocking shots all the time. So yeah. it's something exciting to watch when guys on the kill can really, get it going it can swing the momentum of a game i think that's what i really loved about it yeah, absolutely well i think on that just like going to the opening night where you guys fire off two shorthanded goals like <laughs> how far this penalty kill is gone and what was like that opening night your first game as captain you you, you know there wasn't a whole lot of expectation just you know it's opening weekend against calgary you guys had split and there's tough games against them last year but you guys put up two shorthanded goals and just how you guys got through that first well i don't want to say got through but just how that game went for yourself like first game's captain up and a a pe- and, and a penalty yeah. shot like <laughs> who's expecting tyler mckenzie to have a pi- penalty shot yeah. on opening night after start. just being named captain a day before yeah, i don't right. know what yeah uh, how do you even like pre- you couldn't even draw that up how, how do you prepare for something no like it, it was pretty storybook i mean yeah the day before i found out and we got our leadership group and i think we were kind of had a chip on our shoulder about last year. We had a chance to to get ourselves some playoffs a lot earlier than we had. Yep. We I think we had a weekend games against Calgary at home and home, and I think we dropped them both. That so I think there right, was yeah. a bit of a chip on our shoulder from that. So going in there, we kind of knew we had to do a job. We 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 knew we couldn't lose. We wanted to go in there and make a statement right away early off. And and as for myself, I mean, getting those kill goals, I think we were just trying to do it as much as we can. We we hadn't got much five on five early, so I think and you know. Like I said, the kill can give us life. It can swing the momentum. So getting those two was was incredible for our team. Then yeah, getting the penalty shot is funny. I didn't know if I was going to score. I was always, I'm always i always better at getting chased on a breakaway right. than if I was to get a penalty shot. So I was a bit, bit nervous about that if I'd stick around. But Do you up. talk to anyone on that? Because like, I would imagine there's got to be someone who feels like they have a read on, on a goalie or on any given game, right? On that one, I didn't. No. I feel like I could have in my head because I had done in the training camp. I could did talk to Parse. I mean, he buries <laughs> yeah. about thirty eight years. So. I know you should see him in five puck. He's unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not really. But. Well, and, and, and usually you got to break like something like that. You you want to make an extra move or a deke and so you can make the goalie bite. You just fired it and Bonaventura kind of bit, but he stood there and I'm seeing the shot go. I'm like, okay, this guy go post it. This is going way wide. I know. Bing and. Well, I was my I was nervous about that too because in training camp I had like two two penalty shots in the one game and so I did the one hand and scored in training camp on it. That's right, I remember that. So I was I, as I went up there I was kind of thinking, oh, do I do this? And I'm like, I can't do it's this. It's an this ambitious thought time. halfway through, right? Yeah, I get, <laughs> I get up there and I'm like, oh, is this really what I want to do? First game here, we're only up by one. Am I? I should at least attempt a McKenzie good move McKenzie just here. pulls the Forsberg off an open <laughs> right? night. Yeah. I mean, that's a power move if you can pull it, but I yeah. can understand why you would. That's yeah. when you just do the sword of the into the in the handle just shink yeah. that's when you're up a couple and they're like ah you know what okay if this doesn't go it's fine <laughs> yeah i felt uh, maybe not yet well we'll wait and save that one for well you do it on saddle dome yeah. ice uh, which ice surface is better the saddle dome or edmonton to be on oh for good, question. Ice. good question i don't know because i'd imagine neither one's all that fun i like playing in the saddle dome better but the ice in rogers is probably better probably just because for us we have a six hour day trip from here to there yeah and then you get out and you're playing and like you got an nhl team parked in the room beside you half the time and then you got to go out there play a game in this huge brand new arena and and they they get good fans but 
it kind of still feels dead in there just from how big it is. Yeah. So just trying to get into that game and get the legs going off the start is kind of sucks. Well, then we had that one trip where we stayed there. We went into the Dallas game before. This yeah. is a story I'm just going to tell. And you guys were all nervous as hell going down because we were, <laughs> we were by the Dallas Stars dressing room. And right. Jamie Ben's just sitting there taping his three different sticks with, like, the two laps of tape because yeah. he doesn't tape his stick. And he's – these guys, I don't know if you guys were there exactly, but players are like looking around the corner and there. And Jamie looked up once, and you guys like kind of darted back because he like <laughs> saw you guys. And I went up, and I just went, "Jamie, how's it going?" He's like, "Good." <laughs> yeah, I remember and everybody's that. like, "Why did you just call him Jamie?" I'm like, "Well, that's his name. <laughs> like, he's not like true superior." That is obviously. a big call. And then, yeah. and then all the guys were like, "I was like, just come over here and say hi to him." And I still remember like you guys were wheeling. Um, Beckett Lanco back down the the tunnel there because he because we're on the practice ice and, <laughs> and cutting off um who did we oh we cut off Drysital or it was McDavid oh, it was like in the tunnel it was Drysital yeah they're like well who's that like that's Leon Drysital he just there's no just big deal off. that's it's kind of a cool one to go to because we ran into yeah. everybody there so. yeah that's cool like you don't there's no experience like Rogers or anything. that was pretty wild yeah well I mean you said that and we all are like oh wow G and G and Jamie better boys I guess like, <laughs> I didn't know that just one. get out there shoot Absolutely. your shot right yeah, but I mean I guess they're human former like, corner rocket yeah, right yeah, so yeah, you realize they're still like. You know, they've been at this level before. They know what it's like. So they they were nice guys, though. I think we all, like, uh, Ottinger, he's the same. He came up to us, too. I think he said hey to us, and, and yeah. we're all good guys. But and yeah. that's the thing. Like, I mean, doing what I, what Jesse and I do working in country, like, you get fortunate to meet a lot of, like, really famous yeah. people. Um, but then you start to realize at the end of the day, they're just people. Yeah. Like, they're just right? another – it's just another guy, another girl that's just, just person. living a life, you know what I mean? Yeah. And – uh but but to just like say hey Jamie I don't even know that I would have the stones oh, I, I don't think like, what do I have did. to lose I'm a 35 year old that no one knows but right? you do have like a bit bigger of a presence right like I feel like <laughs> like Jamie might have looked at you and been like whoa like I should know that guy yeah well, like, I, I gotta be friends well, with this guy <laughs> well, now, go but out now I, I set the bar for the rest of the guys the next time we're at Rogers Place for their early you know somebody might be there you just yep. let's figure out what his name is like I could see I could see Rhett Parsons like say. Uh, not, I, I would say like if Nathan, Nathan McKinnon for Colorado, I was like, yo, McKinnon. <laughs> hey, <laughs> just, hey, Nate. Nate. Hey, Nate. Nate. What's going on, man? Right, man? It's been that's so all you got to do is how's it going and then just walk over. Yeah, like, that's true. Like that's true. If, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to you? They're going to tell you to kick rocks and keep walking. And truth be told, that's part of your job is to break those doors down. So well done, Gino, breaking doors down. Proud of you. Oh, well, you um, can do that without. You got a million dollar guy. Like best and some of the top. He guys was one of my. League. He was my favorite uh, member for Team Count at the 2014 Olympics. Yeah, I don't. You I don't, guys were like 12 when that happened. Jamie Ben, it's one of my favorite players. Jamie of all ben time. was quite good. Also, I heard a story randomly. Uh, your strength guy, Tommy, <laughs> apparently like put Jamie in his place one random day. Jamie Ben. Yeah. What? Yeah, so I don't know I, if I've heard this. I, one. I don't. I don't oh. know if this is 100 percent true. Did but Tommy actually tell you this? <laughs> I, someone close enough that I heard the story and I know it. Um, but it, it's I essentially walks into the room uh, and he got flown down to Dallas to help out. And first person he sees is Jamie Ben, and then like went and corrected who how to like do a lift or something yeah. like that. And Jamie was like, "Who the hell are you?" And he's like, "I'm the new strength guy." Like <laughs> I'm help you that out. would be Tommy. It was like something right. low key like that, but yeah. uh, just some big guy with dreads. He's yeah, got a, yeah, he's got his flip flops, dreads. <laughs> yeah, right. So if you see someone with dreads at the rink, that's who it is. It's Tommy. <laughs> he's actually our what he. 
he got mad at me because I called him the strength and conditioning coach, but he doesn't want to be called that or something. He's like, he wants to be performance and movement coach. I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> oh, now he's going to get mad at me if he hears this. Goddamn. I was like, um, no, it's fine. Okay, it's, performance no, and movement. <laughs> something um, about movement. Yeah, I don't know. He's Fair. great for us, though. He's done He's done wonders for all of us. So. Yeah. Well, and it, actually, like, eggs. about the, the fitness, it's like, that's always been a pride, like, on this team, like, years and years back is that it doesn't matter if the game goes seven periods, like you're going to be able to outskate the opponent. Oh yeah. Um, is that an adjustment I would imagine when you first jump into like the Western league, when you talk about, okay, I think I'm doing enough work, but I actually got to do a little bit more, but then to know like what it takes, like what the expectation I guess is from the team standpoint, like that's got to be quite the adjustment to, to kind of wrap your head around and be like, man, I got to be like in the best shape of my life. Oh yeah. Like, it's like kind better of, than I imagined. Yeah, kind of. It's a funny story, but it's like a bit of our our day to day when it was COVID year for at least for the school guys. We would show up to the rink in the morning. We'd get there, have a meeting. I think we'd do like a plyos workout, and so we would be going like hard as we can. Like we got different stations set up, and it wasn't long, but like guys were getting shin splints like create Like we yeah. were we were grinding it for sure. And so after that, we'd go straight into practice, and then we'd practice whatever hour hour and a half. And then, because it was COVID year, we couldn't go anywhere. So we had to do, we did school in the away room at the rink. So we, we'd sit there, try and get as much school as we could done. Because obviously, you know, we got no teachers in there. You yeah. got, you know, eight teenage boys that don't live at home anymore trying to right. do school. And then anyways, that we weren't done yet though. After school, we go back. And then the young guys, we had to do an air bike every single day. Oh, leading up to the game. Yeah. So it'd be like Monday, it'd be like a really hard one, like a 2010 times eight. And then you keep going throughout the week. And then after that, we'd practice again. So we're doing like four days for, what do we do for two, three months kind of thing, right? Around there. Rhett still can't talk, but he's given the <laughs> nod. Yes. <laughs> I'll give, I'll give the play by play. But yeah, I mean, it was a crazy grind. Like I've yeah. never, never had anything like that. And like you got the older guys in there and they're just like screaming. They're like, oh, you got us, got to get going. I remember Cowboy's probably one of the toughest guys. He probably made like, why you know oh a lot to him he showed us yeah. the ropes but like he's always making sure you're dialed but you know you got big 200 pound guys and i'm here probably like what 160 right around five nine or something trying <laughs> to do the air bike and these guys are yelling it's it's definitely a huge adjustment but that was that's when i first started to learn like what it takes yeah and i think that was good that we had that year because i think it kind of set us up for now that's also a nice uh a nice play on words there cowboy showing you the ropes well done i don't think you realize you did it but it worked <laughs> out um there's been a lot of roles that you've filled yeah. in your time with the Tigers. Uh, we've touched on a lot of them, and, and now it's um, a top line right wing role. What's it like kicking back out to the wing after you know basically a full year at, down the middle? Yeah, I mean it seems like it is, but my whole life I played left wing. Like, well, you only... haven't done that here. I know, I, but <laughs> and now you're on the never. right wing. I know. We well, played goal last night I, at I, the. I was at... dialed in that last. How night. was that? Me. Oh, Good? I was great. Yeah, I mean I was. You're I was the e-bug now? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was getting, I had, like, probably, like, 10 kids just hacking at the ball in front of that, so was, I didn't want to catch pretty one. pretty good goaltender there. I didn't want to catch one in the jibs, but. But I didn't know, so you played left in minor hockey. Yeah, so, like, my whole life I always had played left wing yeah. and growing up, and then I got here, and then, the, like, last year and a little bit the year before, I was like, hey, like, we want to try you at center. And I'm like, yeah, I'm all for it. Like, I'll play anywhere, so. I played center. I really like center just because I feel like I'm, I'm a more of a defensive guy. I think the center is probably the closest forward position you'll get to playing D. Like, you got to interchange with the D-man all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're you're talking, you're working with them the most. And But going back to the right wing, like, it's a bit different because it's my off wing because yeah. I'm a left shot. So trying to adjust to that and 
kind of getting, I'm starting to get the feel of it again, back to my roots of, of playing on the wall. Right. It's a lot, it's a little bit different. It's a, it's actually a skill to get pucks out and some guys will tell you it's not, but it takes a certain skill to try and get pucks off the wall. But I mean, when you're playing with two great guys like Lindy and Bash, I mean, it's pretty hard to turn the puck over on the wall. So it's good adjustment. Yeah, absolutely. And when you like look at your line mates now and it feels like anytime there's a board battle, you have the biggest support that you could possibly have alongside you in, in Caden. Yeah. Uh, so that helps. Yeah. But what, what is, cause it feels like like five on five, you guys are constantly creating. Yeah. And it, has it just come easy to, to play with those two? It's cause everyone on that line has a fairly unique skill set, mm-hmm. but you all seem to put it together so far. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, it was pretty easy. We got the Regina game. We got thrown together for the third period. Right. I think we had a few good chances that game. I mean, it was it, we didn't really think much of it. Like we, it was only one period mm-hmm. against Regina that game, and then I think we got back the next day. We had video when we got home the next day, and so we did video. We just talked with with Will, and we we're like, "Okay, let's let's try this out. Let's see how it goes." And I think we went into Swift, and we just started to click. Yeah. Like I think it just worked for all of us. Like I think we know where each other are at, which is the best part. Like Lindy's always support in the middle. I know Bash is slashing, and then in the Ozone, like. Bash is really good with the puck, and yeah. Lindy can shoot like crazy. So if we just work off each other, like I, it seemed to be really well, and I think we're all enjoying it so far. So and being that you know, like like you said, Bash is just so creative offensively, and I mean, Caden's just this this bit of a force almost. Mm-hmm. Do you almost have to to kind of like reevaluate what you would naturally do in, in say the Ozone? and think okay where do I have to be or is it was it one of those things where it's it's clicking pretty easy that you're naturally just in spots that work I mean it's kind of just naturally in spots that work because I know for me myself like I kind of get in the corner battles yeah and I can, I'll pass the slot so I, I know Lindy like because he's gonna shoot he can shoot the puck like he's yeah. gonna shoot it out of all three of us so if we can kind of me and Bash can work it around try and you know create a cycle and, and move it high to Lindy like that's the best chance we're gonna have because, absolutely like I said how hard he shoots yeah I, it's it's not I wouldn't want to be a goaltender no, when no. when some of the guys that you you have on this roster are shooting pucks. Yeah, and it, yeah, maybe you don't know the answer. Maybe you do, and if you don't want to answer, it's fine. <laughs> um, did someone tell Andrew Basher to shoot more this year? Someone, and I I don't know why. It just feels like he's shooting the puck more earlier must this have. season. Like, I would assume so. I think his shots like total is like around where where Canes would be. Yeah, and obviously you know you you mix another like power play time and this that and the looks are different mm-hmm. but it feels like he's shooting the puck more yeah. and at five on five i would imagine that helps all of you guys because it creates another look mm-hmm. i think bash is just he's a lot more confident this year i think yeah. he's kind of i mean an extra year an extra summer to kind of work and grow i think that was big for him and and kind of just getting more used to his own game i think he just realized that he's got a good shot he might as well utilize it too yeah and i like in the lead up to that question did you see when i said i don't know you can answer yeah. or not and gino and rep both looked at me like oh god what is he gonna say <laughs> like they don't know i that know I'm, like i'm not insane like we're gonna ask <laughs> some Chill. crazy like yeah what's killer. the meaning of life i mean yeah. yeah relax what's your views on this yeah <laughs> yeah we'll get into a views conversation later yeah i could get a, I could yeah. Get a long one that'll be great um just a powder does the fam get a any chance to, to come see you and, and watch you play uh from like from Red Deer? Oh uh, yeah, sometimes like sometimes my parents because my sister she actually has Down syndrome and cerebral palsy, okay. so sometimes it's harder to get her out because she's in a wheelchair and, and it's a lot harder to stay somewhere else. But they came for the home opener. My whole family's here. I think G saw my family in Red Deer. Uh, I believe I did. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Red Deer is Rhett's hometown, not yours. Allegedly. It's not Rhett's hometown. <laughs> he claims he's got like six around the league. It's insane. <laughs> 
Oh yeah, here. Oh, you're you're jumping <laughs> in now. Man. You can talk again. Go on. I live in Central Alberta, so technically. So does he. I'm actually from the city. I've lived there my whole life. <laughs> right. Sorry, um, but <laughs> but I kind of live in the middle of Red Deer and Calgary, so both are. You're way closer. Yeah, you're to just Calgary. a man of the people, though, Red. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. Like you are, you are Central he Alberta's favorite son. Actually, to add to Max thing, and this was me new last season. Um, we had our first skate with the Tigers. What after we got back from the U.S. trip, and there was a kid who had inquired, but he was in a wheelchair. And mm-hmm. I think he was actually at road hockey last night. I, I did see him at the I road think, hockey. Yeah, yeah, he was there. Uh, Daniel, I think, is his name. Yeah, I know they that had inquired, and he's like, "But I don't have skates." And I said, "Okay, well, you, he wanted like we had to get him with different entrance, which is fine. We, we we're more than accommodating." And uh, this guy over here just grabbed his wheelchair and pushed him around. I think the whole two hours. And yeah. He didn't stop. You didn't stop skating. No, I mean, we were buzzing there. around. We were buzzing around. and, and, and that. And he loves speed huge, too. Right? So like oh, Daniel's yeah. always at the racetrack, and yeah. so I, I grew up at the track here. And every single time I see Daniel, and he's a new driver every time. So like if you were just <laughs> flying around the ice for two hours, oh he would. Oh, loved he was it. loving it. He was yeah. like we were taking the corners quick. He just no, and that's just something special, and it's. That's really good to have things like that because you never know what people are actually like have going on in their lives outside of hockey. So that's that's pretty absolutely, special. and that's a big thing too, right? And it, it allows I don't you know if to I did see your parents though or not. You walked I, down the stairs and you looked. Oh right yes, at I me. did. Yes, I did. And then <laughs> I, yes, I did. So I'm like, what's up? Yeah, well, listen, he he's best buds with Jamie Ben. And I know. There's a lot going on with Jamie. <laughs> hey, there's he some more and more important people in his life. I yeah, guess. I know. Like, yeah, and that's okay. <laughs> like uh, yeah. it is. It's just Ma and Paul will have to get over it. Like, exactly. Jamie Ben, then your parents. Right. And that's just that's the line. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. But uh, it's got to be nice though to to have those events and like the one uh, at Sun City where you you get to just be you and like yeah. you just get to you get to meet people and. And get to know that you are making a pretty big impact on mm-hmm. a lot of kids in our community. Like I, I don't know what that feeling is like, but I would imagine it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, I mean, like last night just with the road hockey, we've done a few things throughout the years. Like last year, we did a little bit. I think even so we did some new stuff, like going to the science fair. Like that yeah, stuff right. is like for those kids, it's, it's pretty crazy for them. I mean, I remember being in the same position. Like yeah. I had a Western League team and in Red Deer, and being a kid, like when they come to the school, it's one of the coolest things. So. Yeah. Just trying to give them the same feeling because that's they remember players like they'll remember players mm-hmm. until they're you know when they're older and and whatever they decide to do and like they'll pass that down so just giving back to our whole community our whole fans like that's something not every person not every team gets to do and and through all the support they've gave us like thick and thin yeah everything we've been through and they stick around and, and the atmosphere at the start of this year so far has been the best i've seen it probably since i've been here i really. was gonna say are you, are you do you guys notice that? Like, like we, I mean, Gino and I, we just sit there and, and talk about the game as it's happening. Mm-hmm. So we have a little bit more time to dial it in. But, like, can you feel it down on the ice? Because oh, yeah. around town, and Jesse said it a ton of times, like, there's just more of a buzz around the team this year. Absolutely. That's what it feels like for us, too. Yeah. Like, even not only just with the fans, but, like, our own team, our own culture. Like, right. we just feel, like, the buzz, like, it's pretty real this year. Like, it's, we're legitimate. And, yeah. And that's a crazy feeling because – like I said, not every team gets to go through that, and it's the first time I've went through it with this team. So it's pretty cool. Like, I'm excited for, for what this year has to hold. Yeah, and who knows? Uh, when this drops, you'll be in BC, and mm-hmm. things could be going really well, and they could be going meh, and they could be going not well at all. So <laughs> yeah. it's it's hard to say. <laughs> um, we have to leave all the options on the table. But just to, to get out on this BC trip, like, the, I would imagine – it's similar to the U.S. trip last year, right? Mm-hmm. It's early in the year. You're able yeah. to get out with a bunch of the guys and, and 
just have time when it's just you guys hanging out. Yeah. How important is that? Like that now that you've done it a few times, how important is it to get this trip, especially early? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Like the BC trip is probably one of the fondest memories. I think any of us will have like some, some of the things we went out and, and saw and, and in, in the U S trip. You mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, the U S trip. I'm talking about, we can't journey, get into yeah. the stories. No, but, you can't. Oh, yeah. Personal. When we, Portland was a good time. <laughs> Rumor has a parson is going to move to Portland. He might. He's going to be the mayor of Portland. So There's a few good spots in Portland that we saw. And he's moving the Jordy Fike operation. <laughs> I know. He's going to move the truck wagons to the States. Yeah. It'll line. be impressive. Wow. His next business plan. But it's just, it's it's such a time just to, you know, be together and, yeah. and have those like little stories that you really can't share yeah. publicly. But th- that's important, right? Because yeah. that, that builds that team chemistry. Yeah. I mean, just being able to, because especially with the younger and the, and the new guys, just kind of getting the team adjusted to each other. Like, well, we leave tomorrow. We're on a bus for 12 to 13 hours tomorrow. Like, it's a long time. That's not going to be pleasant for anybody. <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> it, it's not. But at the same time, like, it builds such a closer bond with everyone and yeah. especially the whole trip like it, we're 10 to 12 days we're gone for and and being able to get that air early in the season i think is a great opportunity because we can start building like what we want now and the, we, we've started a long time ago obviously but just getting the chance to you know get on the road you're out of the town right so yeah. like you're not thinking about anything else like you're we're with our team like yeah. we have no one else our families are at home our friends girlfriends whatever it is like no one else is with us besides the team. So just getting the chance to, to go out and, and do some of the stuff and not only do that, but just being able to take it as a business trip too. Yep. We want to win all our games there. So just being able to get the chance now is, is cool. It's always fun. Yeah, that's the thing too. You you want to go and, and pick up five wins while you're out there. Yeah. Um, On the bus, is it fair that I would assume like the enforcer of bus rules on this long trip will be the guy that's now standing behind me somewhere, and I'm a little worried where he's He's at? He's pretty loosey goosey on the bus. uh, Yeah, I mean, Parse, you're not enforcing nothing. He he enforces, but like he's more of like he's more of the jokes guy, probably. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like that was Moline a little bit last year, wasn't it? Mel was Mel enforced the stuff last year. That but, feels like something he would have done. Yeah, absolutely. Pars is Pars kind of rode his coattails with the enforcing <laughs> rules last year. Well, what you guys had when we went to the U.S. Didn't Lee bring like his PlayStation or something on the Beamer? Beamer brought his PlayStation and monitor on the bus. I think we like, guys were loving the, the well, PlayStation. I remember yeah, we fell bus. asleep at the border uh, <laughs> when we got to Kimberly or wherever the hell we were. And I look back, and there's just this beam of like light in the back. <laughs> I was like, Jesus, put it away, guys. Like, I think Bamer had played that thing the whole time. <laughs> like guys were, even on our off days, guys were living in that room just playing the whole entire day. So that's why we dropped a couple. No, I did the same thing. It's a funny story. We had Bamer. Some guys like to think they're the best shell players like, sure, yeah. in the oh, world. I yeah, think, like honestly, Parse might have went in there and dusted someone up, I think. <laughs> A couple of us did. Like, well, isn't... Murr and Bamer were just fired up because we just, boys are beating them. Like, <laughs> we're not like, the biggest chell well, guys. Now, isn't there right. a thing? Isn't Jace like like an insane chell player though? There's a funny. story. There's like a story yeah. about that. No, there is. When we were sit, when I was 16 in the COVID year, since we couldn't go, we we went to the room. Like our own, like at the room, we had everyone down. We were playing like some poker. I don't know if that's well. You're playing cards, yeah. Yeah, sure. we, we, As we playing <laughs> cards, just playing yeah. cards. Yeah, we had, it, was, it was friendly game of cards. And then someone brought Sveg. He brought his Xbox because he won 
Yeah, he the won the tournament mem- across the CHL. The Memorial Cup thing yeah. for right. NHL when it was shut down. Yeah. But Jace is that guy's nuts at video games. Like So Jace was a different level than Lucas because it felt like Svikovsky yes. was just top dog. Oh yeah. You well you'd think that until <laughs> and then Jace just does. But him, once you he? see Jace, yeah, and it was I felt I almost kind of felt bad for Jace because we had twenty three of us rooting for Svedge. We're like, let's go, <laughs> like you got it. Like we're in we're into this game. Jace scores, we're booing him. I'm like, Jace is the nicest guy. Like yeah, you're not like, gonna hurt a fly. Yeah, he's just but we're you're just we're, ripping yeah, on him. But I give, bet you that made him way better because he's like just tuned you right out. I think he loved wet. it. He's Jace loves the underdog story. I think he wants to be the villain in oh, it. Almost. He's great. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. I, I believe it because yeah, I remember when when Lucas won that we actually had him on talking about yeah. it. Yeah, I didn't know that Jace <laughs> went and like just dusted him. Oh, out yeah, Jace just and I don't even know if Jace was trying as hard as he could. I, oh, I bet yeah, you he left. Tough. He kept some. In he reserve. left the door open. He left the door open. Oh, I, I played I, Warzone with Jace too, and I can't even get a kill, and he's. Running around the map at ten already, and I'm, I don't even have my loadout. Man, so. video guys will do that to you. I right? know, it's, I know, it's nuts. That he's is nuts. such an intelligent dude. It's like he's the smartest guy in the room. And he oh, understands he, it. He and he, but he thinks like he's so humble about it too. He's, unbelievable. Yeah, like that's I a did not trait. see. I didn't see that of like anything. But I ask him questions, yeah. and like I shouldn't. He doesn't have to answer my questions, but he's such a smart kid. And yeah, I'm still choked that the league took the over the offside challenges away. Oh, because Jace yeah. was three for three. I thought it was more than that. Or no, like he was three was for three, three on the challenge. I we got challenged and lost. Yeah, we we had th- yeah. there was how many challenges and Med Hat was the only team that had. We're the only we, team. we were the only team that was perfect that was in challenges. challenges. Uh-huh. Any challenges? Yeah. We won them all. That's tough though. That is an asset, right? Oh, when you look at this, how it can impact games. He, I mean, if you can get yeah. one of those right, the stuff he brings is unbelievable. It's I mean, super it's, cool. It goes both ways though. Team oh, yeah. can't challenge us now. We've probably had a few close ones. Like I think on the weekend. Yeah, we have. <laughs> there was a couple offsides. So like, well, Lindy's goal might have been controversial. Which one? Lindy's in the third. In the third. I don't know. Oh, really? Moose well, I don't, couldn't really tell. I don't know. I picked it up off the blue line. I don't know if it went out or not. Oh. They were yelling at it. You know what? I'm trying to, I can't recall that now because there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, you guys scored. There, there was a lot of goals that happened over the past couple of days. Oh. Like in Swift, there was just yeah. a, a net full of them. <laughs> and, and then, How was playing in that? Yeah, that would have been fun. That was, I mean, it was something. I mean, yeah. we, went, <laughs> we went down four early. And we were like, uh-oh. Like, well, we've got to put, good. put our boots on here. Yeah. It's good to work. Well, I even said it on this podcast, I think, on the last episode. When you guys were down in Regina and we we're down for nothing, not that I play on the team, I don't want to keep saying we, but well, you're part um, of the you're, team. I, yeah, you're part of the family. I got the apparel. Actually, on, here's so the deal: you're account. employed by the team, so you can say that. Yeah, yeah. And you're, you're part of the it, family. Last year's team, if we were down for rip, going to the third, I, yeah, I don't think it's happening tonight. But this team has brought that belief and. Yep. When you guys went down for like, okay, Swift Current, here we go again, right? Oh yeah. You guys tie it up once, and then they go six four, and then it's seven four. And I'm thinking to myself, there's, there's, this is like football. There's too much time on the clock here. Yeah. Like, this is gonna come back, and yeah. three power play goals later, here we were. Actually, sorry, four goals and three straight power play goals. So yeah, there was a lot to like there. Um yeah. But that's all. And sorry, that, if I cut you. That off. one. No, you're good. That game and was it the. Cal- the home opener against Calgary 5-3 I think is how that oh, finished yeah. and yeah. like those just feel like typical junior games though in a sense yeah. where it's like you're kind of riding the highs and the lows and you're trying to just yeah I think we were just fighting at that game a little bit like, you can't but you started 3-0 <laughs> well I know that's but crazy like I don't know the Regina trip was that's one for the ages for all of us that were there but oh yeah for, I, I kind of forgot about the other I element don't know if to that can, 
Yeah, we could talk can about we it. Can we talk about it? I've told The them. Regina one with the, yeah, with the bus, the bus broken down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has, that, has that been said yet? Though? Yeah, oh, yeah, it has been. Yeah. 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 Oh, I revealed it many times on the broadcast of that game. Okay. Yeah. The bus yeah, yeah. It's, it's yeah. a wide-known thing, well, at least okay. to anyone who listens I here. I didn't know if we were. No, you're fine. Okay, yeah, well, when we showed up at like, I think we were rolling at like 6 o'clock. Yeah. And our bus breaks down. We sat on the bus for around an hour and a half. I got. I remember getting my bag, and I always get my bag last because you guys wheel your stuff out, and you guys were like throwing the carts down that ramp. <laughs> it was the, the fastest brands. unload we've ever had. And yeah, I bet. it was six o'clock. I'm like, I don't have time to do anything, so I don't know what these guys have time to do. So yeah. well, I think it was. I think we warmed up quickly, <laughs> and then guys did their. And then we were right on the ice. They, no one had. We didn't have stakes, st- sticks taped or anything. We were just. So that game that 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 didn't help our start at all. That, that <laughs> no, one. no, no, yeah. But the thing hurts. is, you got a five on three early. If you scored it, you probably walk away with that one too. It just yeah. did like so many things happened. In yeah, that man, game. they tried I to know. let you in that game in Regina. I know we had it. Our, if we didn't, we just, like you and Huey was really good too. Like, yeah, yeah. He played, two I thought huge he played saves. really good that night. It was good. But when we, when we went into Swift and we went down right away, kind of, I think in everyone's heads for a second, we're like, uh oh, like it feels like a rerun of what we just did two days ago. Right. Like, I, but the same time there's still such a sense of belief yep and then all of a sudden in the second i think did we get four straight in the second uh, we had three you had three straight in the second three then they straight. scored two to and then make we it six four and then they scored another to right away in the third and then you guys scored three in a row right yeah so whatever it was i don't know every, every time we went down <laughs> i don't know what it was but we went down a three it, it was a ride yes anytime it was a roller coaster anytime we went down i think we just had such a belief that we were coming right back up like right back into the game yeah and i think that's something like g talked about like we don't always in years past i don't think any team we've had would have been able to come back in that game i think we probably yeah we could have easily dropped like nine two or something <laughs> like well but in a big part of that though in swift glad i was i was there and almost got into it on the way out uh, that was fun for us um but the, like you could see that there was still a, a bit of momentum with you yeah. guys through that game. And then, like, I, I I would imagine that was the most penalties you've drawn this year. Yes, that was the most power probably. plays. There was, like, eight or nine power plays that, that kind of yeah. came through. Team went four for nine that night. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's – Yeah, you guys were four for nine. It's kind of – I mean, good. that's, 45% that's passable. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like, teams will, <laughs> teams will take it, right? Yeah, but exactly. But there's almost a bit of a blueprint there because it was, like, Top to bottom, guys are moving their feet, moving mm-hmm. pucks quick, and then getting on to the defenseman, and then all of a sudden you're starting to create chances, and then the penalties came afterwards. Is it is it too easy on my end to look at it and simplify it like that, or, or is it really uh, like those are some of the core things that need to happen? I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, like because it's a hard game, obviously. Yeah, but I think one thing for us too is like as much as Lethbridge is a rival, like I think it's more swift now feels that way, doesn't Since it? Since I've been here. I mean, look at last year. Yeah. It came, comes down to game number 68 out of 68 to try and make playoffs. So yeah. they had their guys. We had our guys. And going in there, I think we knew they wanted blood, yeah. especially after the preseason. Like, we had battled each other hard, and, and they, they're going to want a redemption from that. So we knew they wanted it. And, and for us, I think at the start, we weren't really playing our game as much. I think we'd always talk about five back and, and five up. And we were getting away from that. I think we were stretching zone way too much. So I think that was our one problem. I think after the first, we've talked about this a lot. It's like since training camp, this has been our thing. Like we got to reset the mind after the first period. Yeah. Like we get so scrambly and so jumpy that we need to be able to kind of refresh it after the first. And I think 
that's our one thing is in Swift we, we were able to do that. Yeah. We came out and we got four and I think tie game after the first, was it or no? In Swift. Swift after the first it was down three. Yeah, yeah and then four. What was the score after the second? After the it second was six to four. Six four maybe okay. or six four. Then they got it? the early one in the in the third. That so sounds right. We managed to pull it somewhat in the second. Yep. But I think the big thing for us was being able to reset that game. Yeah, it would, absolutely. Um as the forward group like, and as a whole, you, you kind of look at the defense group, and it feels like all the guys on the blue line can move the puck so well. Mm-hmm. Is it hard as a forward to not want to stretch the zone a bit more and almost, like, I look mean, for a bomb? It is a little bit just because we have so much speed up front and our D-man are so good at making plays. That's that, the thing. Like, you know they can make that pass, yeah. right? Like, they're going to – we have faith that they're going to get that up to us. Right. And then, but we get burned because when, you know, we leave them hanging because they got – three guys four checking one guy with a puck yeah and then we got to come all the way back that's one thing we're and then rat's pissed yeah and then red is just losing it i know and then he just then he rims 10 pucks in a row to me (laughs) up the wall (laughs) but uh, and that that's because i i look at it and it feels like i would have a hard time if i were it was in like the the group of the forwards not to want to stretch because Mm -hmm. like top to bottom everyone can just move the puck so quick and so well yeah that you want to just almost try and like hit quick but Kind of go back, going back to what you're saying. If you're like five up and five back, it's then you're able easier. to just zip yeah. it quick. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're trying to stretch. Everyone wants to score the goal. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when you're down, you try and force it a little bit. Like yep. you just want to be the guy that gets it going. So we got guys kind of blowing zone, but with the five up, five back, we we can move as a unit through every zone. We're going to be way better. You start five on five play like in the O zone. We're all working together. We got everyone's moving in unison. So yeah. being able to do that coming out of the D zone is going to help us way more than when we try as much as it's fun to try and stretch zone and get yeah. a breakaway hopefully it's uh definitely kills us in the end i would uh, assume that mentality has been the same since willie desjardin's been here yeah for the most ever since i've been here at least yeah like that's always trying to focus on seven second eggs it's like break out quickly and crisp passes and even in practice every day that's what we work on because i just noticed like looking back on the, on the last couple of years and being fortunate to to watch a lot of the games um in the early like two years ago and last year there was a lot of when you get the puck on all on the walls it was just like okay let's just jam it up straight let's get to the neutral zone yeah. and then just be happy that we got the click like <laughs> yeah. puck out and and this year there's been just so much more speed through the neutral zone like mm-hmm. working east west with the puck almost does it does it almost is that feeling that way or am i just yeah. like losing my mind Well, it's almost funny you said that because we used to just be happy that we could get the puck out of the right zone. like we would just hope for a chip out and and be able to break out. Yeah. Now I think it's like we're we're upset if we're not making good like if we're not getting into their zone off these breakouts. Like the expectation now is just unbelievably higher. Yeah. Which is which is really good. And I think that's what we work towards is we want the expectations and and the culture to just be professional. Yeah. Because that's what's gonna get us better. But yeah, you're absolutely right in saying that. Like it was we used to be happy to get it clear and now we're okay. We're pissed yeah. off if yeah. we're turning pucks over. No, that makes so. sense. And I Sometimes I, I have half-baked ideas that they're not actually <laughs> happening in front of me. And, and people tell me when that happens. But it's just I, I watched that game or that series that, you know, you guys had with Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. And that was just almost a, like a big separator was that they would come out of their zone with so much speed that through the neutral zone they could work east-west yeah. or just beat you wide. And then suddenly, like, that created so many problems, right? Yeah. And, and you guys are, are mixing that in on your breakouts now this year. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of see it developing. So. Yeah. 
At least I'm not losing my mind. No, no you're right on that. Well, yeah. not yet, anyway. Well, you're going up against a Savoy and a Zach Benson who made opening night roster for, for Buffalo, at least for now. Yeah, but like, who are they, really? Yeah. <laughs> like, really, who are they? The learning experience. Yeah, that, that is true. Yeah. Hey, it's been a lot. It's been yeah. a lot going on. Absolutely. Um, I don't have much more, Gino. Do you have anything I, else? I don't. Nothing that I can't pick apart on them in a different sort of platform. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. No, I just... I'm glad. I, that's kind of the one thing I wanted to do when I got here and how things were kind of perceived with this team, that we don't give a lot, don't show a lot. We're opening the cur- pulling the curtain back a little bit, bringing in uh, Tyler. And obviously last year we had Moline and, and Parse over here, so we're hoping yeah. to do more of stuff like that. As yeah. the and I love pulling you have to, you have to gra- that curtain. You have to graduate a bit and get to a point like that. And Mac obviously gets that being with the captaincy and – his work last year, so yeah, hopefully there's going to be more of these coming up. I don't know who our next one's going to be and when it's going to be. So, Well, truth be told, there's a there's a strong likelihood. Well, actually, I don't know. I was going to say, well, Tyler might go back and be like, ah, no one's doing this. No one's doing this. <laughs> this yeah. is trash. But then, <laughs> well, but then, then now you're going to have a bigger studio audience because it'll be Tyler oh, this and Rhett awesome. yeah, we'll live in studio. We'll and then the as more guests, yeah, more absolutely. players come like, in we'll as the studio audience. I'm just, just becomes the Tigers and Gates show. I'm waiting for Jesse and I when we're doing our show 5 to 10 that Rhett just like shows up and is like, "Hey, just want to come hang out for a little." Well, you're gonna have you're gonna have, you, you you're gonna have Constable at Parsons on here before you. <laughs> That's know right, it. you and Constable Van Mulligan, right? Yeah, Constable Parsons Van Mulligan will be riding the beat one morning. They'll stop and come in for a coffee one coming, day. Van Mulligan will pick up the pick up the Tims, and you'll be doing. Oh, that'd be electric. This yeah. is safety time with Constable Rat Parsons. Today we're gonna talk about the importance of you know just driving safe. Man, he's gonna get a call. Oh, that's electric. Way. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Tyler, thank you for doing this, man. Yeah, really yeah, it's my pleasure. It. Thank Much you. appreciated. Uh, Gino, thanks for being here. Uh, um, yeah, that's all I was. Just always good to have you, G. Yeah, always that's good. true. Although you yeah, guys gonna are... See, we're going to see a lot of each other in the next 14 days. It'll probably be too much. So yeah, our, we love true. we love you, though, G, right? Like, you know what would be good? So you like me is... when I do get things done for you? I know. This I know. Will, I know how this relationship we got to get stuff done for you, too. Being in BC, this will be out. Um, so if we get you on the phone, yes, I'm going to try and project it now. So then like after this runs, when we come back, we can be talking to Gino and see if everyone's had too much G or if, like people want more G while they're out and make BC. that, make that a TikTok G. Have you had too much G over the road trip? Well, that could be we could thing. do it. See, you know, that's, that's actually the best part about these guys as we're trying to wrap this up. Uh, I've been falling behind on the old TikTok department, so I'm planning one for when we leave tomorrow to do and work on the bus. So, but that is, we'll, we'll uh, I did want to bring that up though. That's something that you guys like are buying. They're, in they're, on too. they, they guys want love it. doing they it. Want it. Yeah, they you guys want. love like Ask the Tigers year, has been great. Last year when we had the Jordan Lebron conversation, oh, yeah. Shane Stack, that, that poor guy got roasted. we got in. Well, I mean, you can't <laughs> compare Lebron to to Michael Jordan. Okay, it's well, just, I'm going to ask you one. Like, I'm going to ask you a question. It's completely. Uh, it's not sports related. Oh, but no. it's you it's do relevant. do these now. Yeah, I love these questions. Um, Tyler McKenzie is ice cream cake a cake? Um, yeah, it's absolutely. Cake. No, it's a cake. It's in, in a, the form of ice cream. There's, it's, it's a ice cake. cream. It's ice cream in the form of a cake. But it's still in the shape of a cake. Yeah, it's in the shape of a cake. Okay, so, so but you, you can't have an ice cream, cream cake, cake a over a different cake. Uh, would I prefer? An well, ice like cream cake? you don't get the ice cream cake middle and anything else. That, that's what okay, makes that's it a good cake. point. That's but what, is that is that <laughs> cake worthy? Like in my mind, it's just shaped. That's, as a that's cake. the best part of any cake ever. Is the middle of an ice cream cake? Yeah. All right. Well, I like the outside of the of the ice cream cake, and you just kind of get the edge. Like I love no, the middle too. The, the like fudge is the best. Yeah. Right. Fudge is. I can appreciate the petition, but yes. I, I'm firmly in the know. camp that ice cream cake is not. You a You need cake. to call this segment something like Lance's, uh, like. 
hot takes. Like, well, I've been asking. I've been, we've been asking Joe, and he too. gives us nothing. So yeah, well, I mean, it's hard because you guys just come straight off a game. Like I asked Drew one post game, I was like, "What's your favorite song to hear at a wedding?" Because like his sister got married, so. No, but what was the um, uh, what was the what is the middle seat? Do you well, get yeah, both, the, 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 the arm the uh, armrests. Yeah, like if you're on a plane and you're in the middle seat, do you get both armrests? You should get the back of both. I think. Oh, yeah, that's an okay. interesting. I think you got one person goes yeah. front, one goes back. But that's you know you. that like humanity is falling apart at the seams. Like we're not. <laughs> we, we there's just a zero percent chance that someone's going to agree to that. Well, that's why you got to travel with your boys. Okay, yeah, good they, point. Yeah, that's true. No armrests will be shared on this trip. Yeah. Does no anybody one. have to double up? I guess we got a big Yeah, we have a still. few doubles because we'll, we're bringing everyone. Yeah, we are. Everybody's coming. Be there. Gee, oh you might have to double. Yeah, Jesse and I are actually well, You should ask too. one day, ask G about his double after the Regina game. Oh, no. There was no double after the Regina Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll find out. Uh, we're right, another have, another off, day. Off, yeah, off, another day. Off the air, you can ask him. Yeah, yeah off, off the air, we'll talk about it. We'll do that. We'll do that. I'm excited. I can't wait to find out. No, no, we'll leave that in. That's nice. Stay in. That's staying in. Um, and we will, Gino, we'll talk to you actually after commercials because we're going to talk to you on the phone. Uh, thanks again, Tyler. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank Rhett, you. thanks for being the in-studio audience. You're great. Uh, Tigers Uncaged, back with more in a sec, powered by our friends at Windsor Ply with the experts you need to know. More hockey talk on the way. Let's go, boys! It's Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. When it comes to building or renovating, Windsor Plywood can put you on the power play. Their experienced and knowledgeable staff will help you find the finishing products you need to score big on your next project. From doors to floors and all the plywood in between, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for contractors and do-it-yourselfers. Visit Windsor Plywood today. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by our good friends at Windsor Plywood. Very happy to be talking to this man. He is currently sitting in a chair about to board a ferry in BC. He is the man, the mouth, from the south. Gino DePaolo. Hey. Hello, friends. <laughs> How are we today? <laughs> Doing well. Now, uh, we're recording this, like, right after, I mean, they would have played Victoria last night. You're getting set to go to Vancouver to play the Giants. That game would have already happened by the time this gets released. Whatever. But uh, to kick off this BC road trip Saturday night, what a way to kick it off against the Kelowna Rockets. Oh, man. Like, you, you couldn't have asked for a better script. And it was interesting in that game, too, as you mentioned there, Jesse and Lance. He uh, opened up a 4 nothing lead. The power play is doing great. And the penalty kill, even though, even though the carryover to the Victoria game has been lights out, dangerous, and, and damn near perfect all season. But you had a little bit of pushback there. You saw the Rockets get a late power play goal from Tiege Ginla, and then I think a really good play by Matt Perrant. He just missed it. He's maybe a little not big enough to make that sort of cut off the breakout pass and sneak it in behind the fence with Andrew Crystal. Probably the best breakaway guy in the league. I'm not going to lie. Like he, he's got he's got that Covenant movie. Did the exact same thing against Prince George when we watched him the night before on that Friday in Kelowna when they beat the Cougars five to four. And Matt, I was like, okay, this could be. This sounds like a six fiver to me, but no, it was really good. The Tigers did a lot of little detail-oriented things. And I, I love the one quote that I kind of just heard from Willie Desjardins after the game against uh, Kelowna. That just, it wasn't even that it wasn't that 
yeah, they got the, the power play goals that they did. They were five for seven, but it was all just created just by doing the little things right and and doing when you're doing things well defensively, which is what the Tigers did to a very heavy Kelowna team. It creates chances, and the the speed is what the Tigers had, and they they just countered. And you look at the early goals. Kate Lindstrom was on a man on a mission. I, I I loved the effort from Drew Krebs in that game, and even against Victoria too. He, Krebs he had 41 points last year. He's only got one right now. But he is physical. He's dumb. He reminds me of his oldest, or his oldest brother, Dakota, and how he kind of changed his style of game when he got to the Western League, and now with some pro and, and U sports under his belt. Now that could get him to be an everyday player of the pros, right? So there was a lot of little things right. The defense was was good, and yeah, you know what? When the young guys are running, you think it's going to be easy. It it was against Kelowna, and they were tired. They they was just they were they were out of gas in the third period. They they had nothing and. You saw Andrew Crystal get stapled to the bench by Chris Millett, and uh, you just kind of look at how good that game was and how solid Evan May was. Uh, I thought he made some big saves in that first period and gave him a chance to stay in it, and then it was all gravy train from there. He had a good five-on-three kill that the Rockets got right away in that second period after they had scored those two goals. and think, okay, if they don't, if they get one here, then we've got a huge swing of momentum. Didn't happen. I think they only registered like two or three shots on the five on three and they were all the way outside. So a lot of good things to look at. Then you just kind of followed that up with the game in Victoria last night. And as the, as, as, as we'd say, is no bueno on from pretty much puck drop on. You, you, you got a really good individual effort from Braden Bame. I, I don't know how that didn't get goal tonight. Oh. I know. It, I know it looked like that. The Reshny goal was better, or the backdoor feed to Pasternak. I, I, I think the the WHL missed out on that one because Babes was way better and that individual effort. So, but you just look at it and it, it just it unraveled. They gave up one. You're down. You're tied at one going to the second, and you just bad balances and didn't get a little ounce of puck luck, and no one wanted to put in the work last night, and it showed in the loss. Uh, we'll get to that Vic game in a second, Gino, but just. How important was it on on Saturday against Kelowna when the Tigers up four nothing with three minutes four minutes left in the in the first period and then you give up two and to to not you know kind of fold it in and, and allow the the bit of a track meet that the Tigers got against Calgary in the home opener when it was a three nothing lead and then it was three three like how how important is that did did you feel after Saturday to you know reset after the uh, intermission and kind of dial it back in for the second. Well, I, I, it looked like it's just how much that team had improved from a season ago. I think last year's team, that would have been a swing of maybe three or four goals by the time it's done before maybe you, you stop the bleeding and get your next one. Uh, and this one was just, kept it simple. I think the Tigers' speed was just way, they overwhelmed the Rockets like mm-hmm. with their skating ability. I, it, like case in point, you look at that the third period, all the penalties, like they took late, like Rockets took late penalties when it was Seven two or eight two, and you did, the referees could just put whistles away. But when they were so gassed, like they reach and they try to slow them down, and you you knock them back enough, and you're going to end up with a with the sorry with another infraction. That showed me just how better shape that the Tigers have come into camp, and and that has carried over to the season right now. And there's a lot of upside still. I don't even think we've sort of cracked the surface of how this Tiger team could negotiate its way to a longer run with the, at the end of the season and how they could do, but it, it just really just came back to, they, and they kept it simple. Like they made their, they created their opportunities off turnovers at the Rockets had a handful. Like I would like to say they're in that 
60 to 70 turnover range, kind of like what the Tigers were against Victoria on uh, well, last night at the time of this recording. So it, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was great to kind of see the recovery and the youngsters getting involved. And you saw Caden McCann and Hayden Harsani. Even Harsani at a point I thought was really good the last two games in Kelowna and in and in Victoria, and then Matt, Matt Peranch, I think, is just, as we mentioned, Lance, he's inches away from his first Western Hockey League goal at least three times now. Mm-hmm. So I think you're just it, – we're still, we still get to have that excuse, and we're really we're dealing with a really small sample size to be getting to game number 10 of the season here, to, or by the time this is aired out and done with the game in Vancouver. So if you're 5-3-1, if you're and one, you're okay. Maybe you should be 7-3. and three. Maybe that's the, the difference. But other than that, I think you, you're – you're doing all right. You can just and and you know you can be way better. You know we we talked before the bus left for BC. Gino about how uh, it was a full bus. There was a lot of players on there. I mean, in, in every department, whether it's forwards, defense, or in goal, um, there's maybe a few more bodies than than some guys might have expected, or or at least maybe are are somewhat comfortable with because it puts you on a bit of an edge, right? I mean, we haven't seen Vasil Spilka yet, but. Uh, Feels like that time's coming, but I noticed in that Saturday game um, that there maybe have been some sort of urgency or a tone set with Brett Calhoun because he gets in a fight three minutes into that game, and Loved it. It, it was a guy. Like, it was a move from a guy. I mean, yeah, we we love little rock and sock <laughs> around here. We know that, but uh, but it felt like it was a guy that said, "Listen, our forward group just got a little bit deeper." There's an option to run 11 and 7. I need to try and, you know, do what I can in the moments that I'm on the ice to make a difference. He ends up with an assist in that game, but um did, did it feel that way maybe that there's there's a little bit of a looking over my shoulder to to make sure that I'm doing what I can to keep my spot from from guys like Calhoun? Yeah, I think so. I think you nailed it right there and uh, you know <laughs> and I, I as soon as I saw it was Abagosh, who he's a big kid from uh, Lac La Biche. The uh, tail of the tape on that fight, I was like, oh boy, as soon as I saw him square up, I just saw the extra reach. And I think with Calhoun doing that, I think that, you know, you, you up your, your so-called street cred in the, in the dressing room mm-hmm. and what you're able to do. I, it, it was, it was apparently coming up to the Rockets. It was a bad hit by Abagosh and you know, the Tigers didn't get a, didn't get a power play because Calhoun got in scare, but everybody loved it. I think, uh, and Josh Maser had said it before the game yesterday, even though Calhoun Sat. They just did a switch on the rotation of guys in that he had been playing well in all the games he's played in. So I don't think I think there's a little bit there, but you know when you bring in a Euro that's probably supposed to play a little bit, uh, you're definitely going to have that urgency. I I thought that there and whoever's going to play with Harsani McCann, it doesn't look like the Tigers are going to unless uh, pending an injury. Knock on wood on. The, I think this is a fake wood table that I'm sitting at here. Uh, just how what you're going to have to work with. And I think with Vasil, he's going to play. I, I, I've been told he's going to play at some point. I don't think it's happening tonight, but maybe Friday against Camus might be the way you see it. And you're going to be curious. And Brett Calhoun's an, El, an Oliver kid, but he gets his mail in Camloops, So I'm pretty sure he wants to be in the lineup for that one. And there'll be some shuffling made. I think we might see a little bit of a lesser roster when we get back from that hat, you would think. And in, in the, in the, with the law of averages and just how hockey works and, you want to get down to the numbers and you want to have your core group there. So there, there's no doubt in my mind that Calhoun did that quite well. I think maybe it, I'd maybe like to see that a little bit more from the rest of the group, but yeah, you, you, there was a lot of guys here last year that you're, you know what, they're not going to sit. They're not going to get healthy unless they're not playing well. 
yeah. truly or hurts. So I, you'd maybe like to see that a little bit more from uh, Ava uh, McCann and the Harsani. They've been good, but I think that you'd love to see them kind of not say play scared, but you know, do some, like think about something and and maybe do something a little bit out of their comfort zone. And that's the only way you get better is when you do something out of your comfort zone sometimes. So I, I totally agree with you there. So I. Did we ever Alu find out where you're I, sitting, by the way? Where is where, where I'm is sitting? Yeah. I'm at the Save on Foods at Memorial Center. When was the last time a Memorial Center was named after a grocery store? I was making well, that joke. I mean, they My are, a, a, they are a parent company, yeah. I do believe. Yeah, of, we're big fans of them. Uh, of us. Right. So I, we are, totally we are a big fans. <laughs> or I guess a sister <laughs> company, not a parent company. It would be a sister company. <laughs> no, they're really the I think that I think that that company pays for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what I loved about Saturday's game, I mean, Caden McCann getting his first goal, yeah. Paranich getting his first point. I saw the pictures afterward. Gino, you know, who keeps the puck in that situation because it was on the same goal? Mm, I have a theory, but uh, uh, okay. Oh boy, <laughs> Lance Dahl conspiracy theories here on a no, no. Can't wait for those. Because okay. it was on the same no, goal, uh, so I wondered. I saw yeah. the pictures yeah. with both well, the pucks, so I was wondering it, who it, gets it. So the original, the OG puck goes to Cade McCann. Absolutely. And then they picked up a puck at the end of the game for Pratch. That's yep. all that was. Yep, that's what that's that should that. be. Oh, that's what it was. And Mickey Lanick yeah. uh, is the keeper of the pucks. And he's got like, it's actually kind of funny in the bin. Uh, I looked at there. He has like a, an empty spot on his bin that is literally loaded to the Ganshees right now with everything that's in there. It's like spring-loaded when you open it. And there's like one spot that is like designated off. It's like a little square inside of a shelving unit. And that's where all the first pucks go or all like the, oh. and he's got those saves. So now he's got two pucks in there. So nice. maybe even more by the end of those trips. So Going hopefully maybe see a, that, where did I get that term from? I feel like it was from Van Wilder or something like that. One more thing about this, just Kelowna game. I don't know if you got anything else no, you want to add good, Lance, man. but uh, uh, Tija Ginla, is the hype real around this kid? Because he seems to be the bright spot on this Kelowna Rocket yeah, the team. Next group, yeah. Well, you know what? He he was pretty good, but you know what? He was pretty irrelevant in the second and third period. I I'm not trying to say that the kid's not going to be good. I think he definitely liked to not be in Seattle anymore and playing a top six and power play role because yeah. uh, he did some really good things in that goal that he scored. He was open in the slot and picked his spot, like getting Evan May to come off the post and going back inside on the glove hand. You know, I saw him. He was kind of kind of had that mean streak like Dad did. And I, I think he's going to get drafted at some point. I know he didn't really get much love on the on the uh, a couple. There was a couple of rankings that came out. Not the central scouting hasn't come out yet, but like, there's a lot of teams that haven't really dialed in there. I would probably probably see him at that so-called C rating to maybe start and see if he could just continue the good times. Like, Cologne's in an interesting spot because the BC division, until I didn't realize how decent Victoria's come on, they've won four of their last five. Uh, BC division seems to not be very good this year, except for Prince George. But uh, I think Kelowna has to make some hay here real fast, and they're going to have to make some decisions as well because they're, they're a little slow and they're not quite there. And, uh, if they're trying to make that up and up kind of push, you're going to have to get a little bit more. But it can't be from an 06. It's got to be Andrew Crystal's got to do a little bit more. And I, you know, it was weird because I didn't even see who was really playing for Cologne because they'd never had the puck on Saturday. <laughs> they yeah. truly never had it. So, yeah, Caden Price I, is maybe I, the quiet, the quietest oh, to assist Br- night. So, <laughs> Caden Price with a quiet 40 minutes played. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would have ate a lot of minutes, so Caden Price. Oh, man. Like, Price was always coming. I'm like, oh, there he is again. <laughs> like, just 
uh, on the bench like, for 10 seconds for water and then moving on. Back on. Um, yeah. It was kind of like Tanner Mullendike with Saskatoon, kind of the yeah. same thing, right? Yeah, very I similar. Mean, even that Victoria game, like I was really invested in the first period because it was past my bedtime, but right. it seemed like it was all Tigers in the first period. Like It just seemed that they were faster than Victoria, but they just couldn't finish. Like There were so many opportunities to make rebounds or a loose puck in front of the net that the Tigers just, it was one of those nights where they just couldn't finish or the bounces weren't going their way. Well, they definitely didn't get a single bounce. I, I will uh, credit to that, that I even talked about. I said there is not, they have not had one bounce. If you would have had it, you would have had McKenna going bar down on a power play goal late, early in the third period and you probably rally. Maybe you win that game if you score there when you're down by two. And I just look at a tap in by Lindstrom that just kind of rolls. And I know there were some talks about the ice quality here in Victoria a little bit, but that's not a good enough excuse anymore because Vic plays on the same ice. And yeah, I know it's home ice, but he just looked like in that first period, he had those great A's, but Victoria blocked a ton of shots too. Like they did extremely well. They were really in front of it. And I think it was a little too much clutch and double take by the bashes of the world. And I think even Gav had a little bit of a step back in that game. You, you look at Oasis wise, Blatz is having a little bit of tough goal. He's got no goals and he's only got one five on five point right now. And I, I know he's, he's fighting something and I'm not sure what it is and I'm not going to really go into it. So it's kind of, you, you, yeah, look and you see, you love what Cade Lindstrom has been doing. He's been working his tail off. And for the first time we saw the St. Martin beam and, um, and Smith line kind of have a step back, even though Braden Bame had a really good individual effort on his goal. They took a little bit of a, well, wasn't going to be their night sort of thing. So and if you go by the law of averages, every nine games, that's going to happen. You're going to take those every time. So, and in the, in the defense, I think you, you look back at it, they couldn't make a two foot pass last night, guys, for the longest time. There was a lot of great moments out there. I thought Drew Krebs and Josh Van Mulligan were really good mm-hmm. in that game. But everybody kind of took terms being bad <laughs> for a lot of times. I think everybody took a turn that they're going to make a mistake and there was some trouble. And you saw that maybe a little bit with uh, Reed Andreessen and Bogdan Totis. I, I know Bogues had a really tough night. I know he kind of had a really bad Charlie Horse sort of lower body injury in Kelowna. And I'm wondering if that was maybe a factor and how he couldn't maybe rip it a little bit harder to clear because he had a couple failed clears early in that first period. And Luckily, the Tigers didn't give up a goal on those sequences, but it just opened things up for for Victoria to do that. So it was a tough one, and I can't blame Evan May. I don't think he had a chance on any of the goals he, he let in on on, on uh, Tuesday night against Victoria. What is it about Vic that is causing the Tigers just a little bit of a, a hiccup? Obviously, they don't play often, right? One time this year, one time mm-hmm. last year, but you looked at last year and said, okay, well, that game kind of got away against Vic, and it had some impacts, and I mean, you don't want to get PTSD over something like that, but you you can't help but think, okay, like, yeah, they are coming on. You mentioned they're playing better. Winners of four of their last five, and they seem to be able to score for those who uh, weren't introduced before to Cole Reshny. Uh, I think you got to see a little bit of him uh, last night with a goal and assist, and he was the third overall pick in, in the draft for Gavin when Gavin McKenna was picked uh, first overall by the Tigers. And I was saying to Jesse, you know, if, if McKenna wasn't McKenna, there there would have been a lot more talk about that uh, Cole Rashini coming to Medicine Hat. But just Absolutely what is it about about Victoria that that kind of makes life difficult for the Tigers? Well, they they really clogged the neutral zone and they did that heavy trap, and the Tigers didn't rim the puck. Mm. That was kind of the look. They tried to skate through, and I think Victoria still realizes they have a long way to go. But you had that 
uh, Spazarsek, who ended up with a, a goal and assist. He did a lot of the heavy lifting for the for the Royals last night, made it easier. And they played a very simple game, and they like Braden Holt was quietly really good for, for Victoria, but I, I don't think he got tested enough in that game, like from the high quality. I think if when the great A's were there, it was a McKenna off the crossbar, or you're whistling it eight feet the other way. It was just one of those nights for Victoria played really simple. I think they, they just, they picked their spots and the, like the Tigers were all over them in the, in the third period to start all over. Them. I was like, okay, here you go. Uh, you get one here. You're probably going to roll. You're going to probably at least tie it and mm-hmm. maybe go to overtime. And no. And then after they just saw their moment, they're late with, I, I want to say about seven minutes to go, a couple of missed passes and they kind of feasted on it, got a late power play right at the end. And they got that goal on a turnover as a no look pass from Cole rushing as he was falling. I was, I thought that puck guys was rolling into the corner. And then I looked down at my sheet to look at something. And then the puck was in the back. <laughs> Sneaks up on like, you. I was like, oh, well, I, I, I look like I'm foolish here. Right. That happens. It so, did seem like on paper was, that the two teams were very evenly matched. But, I mean, on the power play, Tigers going 0 for 3. You're right. It just seemed like the penalty kill for Victoria wasn't anything crazy. They just did a really good job of everyone bunching up in front of the net. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like shooting against four goaltenders <laughs> in the amount of blocked shots. Oh, they definitely took the middle away, right? And they just kept and that and kept to the outside and you, you had no answer it, it, it you the passes weren't crisp you're getting high saucer passes into your shin pads or into your chest like it's way too hot and you, you just try to skill your way through instead of maybe going back to some simpler hockey and that would have been a game like you would have been okay you might, might have been not happy if you had one two one but then you got to have sort of that attitude sometimes to win a tight one that i think everybody wants to get the points everybody wants that u17 look and uh, it, it's tough, and you're you're looking for you know the, the, this team's big on winning championships or getting back to that point and signing pro contracts, right? Yeah. And I think that's maybe just okay. We all we had a good night against Cologne, and now it's my turn to have a night. You're not going to win nine two every night. No, yeah. you would probably you'd probably love to win a four couple four twos here and there. But yeah, that would be nice, well, wouldn't it? Yeah, I take a four two game every day, yeah. every single time. And one team, one player gets two goals. No one gets a hat trick. That no one's thinking about it, and nobody's player of the week. And nobody's the first stars. He only got two. I don't. I don't yeah. know. I just. I, I that's something there. And I think that's what you'd like to see in Vancouver uh, when this when the when the Tigers roll in off the ferry here this afternoon. Um, also, underrated, great first names on Victoria. They got a guy named Oh my Reggie. goodness! Uh, they have Deegan Escalus. What? Casper? Bart- or was it Escalus Bartol or something? Yeah, Escalus uh, Burlock. Burlock. I literally thought he was from Game of Thrones. Escalus might be on my all name team. And that's. Casper that, I think we're tra- I think we're carving that into the Mount Rushmore and yeah. that for names. Like whoever right? whoever are, are the parents to Escalus, uh, well done. Because that is. Like that, that's unbelievable name. name. Also, uh, kudos to the Save on Foods Arena because, uh, as I was watching, a lot of people drinking Lucky Lager, <laughs> and I thought that was awesome that they're selling Lucky I Lager. Did, I didn't, I didn't even notice that. Oh, oh yeah, because I was watching the, the the feed, and they would cut to the crowd, and there's a bunch of people having the Lucky Lager cans, and I was mm. like, good for them, probably selling it at three bucks a pop. Yeah. Well, uh, you know what? They gotta get 
they got to get bums in seats here. It wasn't a good night. <laughs> it's hey, a Tuesday night game. We, yeah, we've it, all been there, right? Yeah, it didn't look it didn't look full at all. Right. It looked very. It was and, uh, It was very quiet. They would cut to the rooftop camera, and I just kept saying stop because it doesn't look good. Right. But I mean, the lucky logger cans. <laughs> more rinks should be pumping out cheaper yeah. beer. Yeah, give me some lucky logger. Heck yeah. Swift has their five dollar <laughs> fireball <laughs> Fridays. Apparently, I mean. Why don't they? Why don't we get just get it on ice in the co op? Place press box. You and I would probably drink some. I mean, the fact that co op places isn't selling co op lager for two bucks a pop. Yeah, a little co op red for the kids? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> Baby, let's man. Go. Let's go. Are you kidding me? The co op red was a classic. Um, just to kind I of put in perspective how, how non offensive the Tigers were yesterday, the, the team leader in shots was Josh Van Mulligan. So. Yeah, with five, right? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't if, even think of that till I did my stats last. Night. I was like, well, that's probably like no offense to Josh. He's had a really good start to the season. He's that's a defenseman a that doesn't play left. power play and is the third pairing defenseman on this team right now. And he led the team in five shots. So yeah, yeah. And that's but that's how good that's how good Victoria was at at, yeah. clo- at closing things off, right? I, yeah, I come back them. to that a little bit there. Or do you look at JVM, who's actually starting to be a little bit more of an offensive defenseman? Yeah. I kind of tip my hat at that as well. He he's not known for that, but maybe he's trying to change his game that way. I think he's finally grown into his body a bit and kind of can throw the body and knows when to back. And, and, and he's come with age at at the, at the ripe old age of eighteen. He's kind yeah. of figured it out a little yeah. bit there. So I, I I thought Josh was great. I gave him player of the game last night. I I, I thought I probably should have maybe gone with Drew Crowds for the second straight night, but. You know me, I don't like to keep things the same. I, I, I love change, so mm-hmm, yeah. it's always fun. And But I thought JVM was, was really good. I think he can play. Like he literally played with everybody because I think everybody had a moment where they had a little extra alone time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that way. And to think about what you did out there. So I, And I thought JVM was just right there and good. So Yeah, and he's doing a good job, I think, of exploiting the, um, the matchups that he gets against him, right? Because... Inherently, mm-hmm. as a third pairing defenseman, um, maybe not logging the the most minutes against top com- competition. It's not to say that he can't, but that's just where he's falling in on this depth chart, right? So it gives him an opportunity to to kind of freewheel a little bit more. He can get a, a, a bit more creative offensively and and dominate in his own end. Like him and Pranic, uh, they just they keep doing things very well. I do like how Josh Van Mulligan, Van Mulligan, not Van Mulligan, good lord, no, it's I like that. Night. Though, that was nice. <laughs> Yeah, uh, loves to like. I like. He just sends it. Just you know, they all say just send it. He yeah. sends it in there into into the muck and hoping for a redirect. I, I wish there'd be more of that for guys trying to wait an extra second. All oh, let's find the most narrowest gap possible. Let's let's get a redirect. Let's get gross. Uh, not haven't like it's the same thing again last well, last year maybe a little bit. Not many greasy goals. I think the one with in the greasy goal department's been Caden Lindstrom, right? He's going to the dirty areas, and he was twelve for seventeen in draws last night. We need to keep talking about how good his face-offs have been yeah, this good. year for the Tigers. Like, and it's weird to say this. I think right now, just the way things are kind of trending, we kind of think there, his round is going to start with a one. But what's going to keep him in the NHL long after if he can't score? Which I don't. I. Don't, I think he won't have any issues for a while. He's going to stay in the league because he can win draws. Yeah. He will stay in the league because he's going to be 60%. And if you're in a so-called top nine for a little bit to season, but you have that shot, they come on. Like yeah. every team salivates. Every team salivates at a 60% face-off, man. 
Yep. Everybody. Yep, true story. Uh, we won't really touch a lot on the Vancouver one because Lance and I will probably do that once we uh, get close mm-hmm. to releasing this. But how do the boys kind of get set for a game 24 hours after a disappointing loss? Now, we were talking off air. You got about an hour and a half ferry ride. Do the boys sit there and, and do they think about last night's game or is it they just start fresh and they go into Vancouver? Because Vancouver is another team that's struggling just a little bit. You want to take advantage and get a lot of these dubs. Are, what do you think? Do they just ignore what happened last night? No, I, I wouldn't ignore it, but I would definitely probably say, oh, boys, we were not good last night. Like, let's tighten up. It, it was fun in Victoria. Let's. I, I think that had a little bit to do with it. Like, we got that day in Victoria to walk around and, and check things out. I went to a brewery. Shocker, I know. Oh, boy, yeah, but, that's new. Um, and it, I think maybe just and it, 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 I've seen it before. We saw it in Portland a little bit last year. Just you get that day off, you're enjoying. Like you're, you're you're taking your mind off hockey. But now I think it's business. This is going to be a grind for the next what we got tonight, and then we got an off day in Camelot. So we're going to be driving after the game to Vancouver, play Camelot on a Friday, drive up to PG. The fun's kind of gone. Like I, I, we don't have much of a window anymore for like. So, and I think that will probably help a little bit. And that's got nothing to do with like coaching or how players I guess you, you, you get relaxed you, you have some time off you, you're going to take advantance of it right yeah like, you settle a little bit you're going to enjoy it you're, you're going to go on leg day and then decide to walk an extra two kilometers and your legs are still burning two days later like yeah. I did so it wasn't fun <laughs> and I felt it when I was standing the whole game in Victoria so we got to take I think everybody just got to take care of themselves a little bit and you just find ways and I think just get serious right now like when you're on the ferry like we're pretty laid back on the ferry going to Victoria because I hadn't been on a ferry in so long. I think a lot of guys hadn't. They hadn't seen, like, the ocean before. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, but we remember their ages. And I think that just all kind of adds up at the end of the day. And then you try to formulate that into, you know, your time of ice in a game against Victoria, and you maybe should have won and things aren't going right. Then you, your brain starts to really spin the hamster wheels and figure out what's going on. So I think today, just how everybody's tired and went, I expect a very angry Tiger team tonight and try to feast on a Vancouver team that's had a very hard time scoring goals. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk already this year about just response from the Tigers in a bunch of different scenarios, right? We already touched on a couple in this conversation just about, you know, giving up too late in the first period against Kelowna and how they responded well in the second. And and it's kind of been this, this overarching theme that, Maybe will will be something that continues throughout the rest of the year, but you hope that after a bit of a letdown yesterday, where I mean, whatever happened happened, it's an opportunity now to to reset a little bit. And it's you know we were talking before you left that this game against Vancouver felt like the tougher of the two on the back to back, just simply with the travel and everything involved in it. Um, well, now you got to go out and kind of make some hay in a tougher situation than you might have thought, right? Well, like we kind of looked at it, like this was going to be a weird, like this is where you might have your, ble- like if you want to go four and one, this might be your blemish going into it or the game Sunday against Prince George. Right. How it kind of set up. So you're just kind of doing a role reversal. If you go two and one on your first three or two and, yeah, two, two out of three in your first three, you're going to enjoy that. You're going to be like, okay, we got it, right? So, but now it's just trying to be consistency and, and play kind of like as a unit and, Play like play like men, not like kids. Yeah. I know, and they are kids, so it's well, kind of a kind of a catch twenty two. Is what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a good opportunity. You, you win tonight, then you beat the former coach on Friday because they're struggling over there too. Right. We figured Calgary mm-hmm. would struggle, yeah. and then you got a bit. You got a tough test on Sunday. That could be a really fun hockey game on Sunday. That could be a fifteen fourteen game. 
Let's hope not. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going. I was waiting to see your response. Yeah. I my thought was, I don't think anyone really wants that. No, except but that scorecard could be full. Yeah, yeah, they're going to need another sheet. You go help Josh DeBook make that fifteen fourteen graphic there. Mm, no, no, I can't. <laughs> Did you not see Sorry, my battle up. with that one? <laughs> you not see? I'm all tied up. Can't help you with social. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, yeah. Good luck, bud. Uh, Gino, man, we appreciate the hell out of you. We miss you. Enjoy the rest of the trip, buddy, and uh, we'll see you back here. Yeah, whenever that is. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) At this point, who knows when we're home. Uh, You know, I'll maybe start sending, like, those war letters, like, Dearest Jesse and Lance. (laughs) (laughs) Do you love these road trips? Like, do you love them at first, and then, like, by day four, you're like, God, I could could go home. I'm more of the... I love the beginning of the trip, and the end just makes me want to cry. Like, I, I thought about it the other day. Like, if it'd be the real, like, arsehole move to do, throw all my crap on the bus. I got points on my credit card from Flare. Just take a Flare flight from Prince George <laughs> fly home, and then just beat you in Manhattan. But I don't think I was going to go over well. I, I even kind of, like, joked said to Joe, and Joe just gave me the biggest steak I have ever seen in my life. Apparently it wasn't funny. All right, well, <laughs> nope, you know yeah. what? You can't... You- can't, can't be afraid to be told no either. Yeah, that's true. Also, the, you're gonna button. you're gonna be close to completing your circuit of going to the bathroom in all the uh, WHL rinks, <laughs> but uh, but you're missing Wenatchee still because now they're know, in the league. That, so yeah, James Tubb had to bring that up with me too. That like, well, you're you're not. I'm like, what do you mean? I did them all last year. He's like, well, Wenatchee. I was like, <sighs> thanks Wayne Fleming Arena for that. Yeah. Thanks well, hey, that. at least you got that. You'll always have the Flemmer. So. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that, and thank you for this, Gino. You're the best. Appreciate you. No, you guys are the best. Thanks for letting me do this. Oh, anytime, man. More Tigers Uncaged on the way, powered by Windsor Plywood. Jesse and Lance are unleashing the beast. Hey, maybe keep that beast on a leash. More Tigers Uncaged coming up, powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Contractors, choose Windsor Plywood. Do-it-yourselfers, choose Windsor Plywood. And people who think, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but these can help me, they choose Windsor Plywood, too. With over 50 years' experience, Windsor Plywood is the first choice for finishing, building, and renovation projects. With fast delivery, great selection, and helpful service, it's no wonder more people choose Windsor Plywood. Open 8 to 5 Monday to Friday and 9 to 1 Saturday at 2101 10th Avenue Southwest in Medicine Hat. Proud sponsor of Tigers Uncaged. More Tigers Uncaged with Jesse and Lance. Powered by Windsor Plywood. The experts you need to know. Welcome back to Tigers Uncaged, powered by Windsor Plywood. A great episode. Talking to Tyler McKenzie, talking to Gino. Yeah. We didn't get to because of the way that we were recording. We were recording on game day for the Vancouver Giants. Right. But uh, great game by Tigers. They look pretty good right out of the gate. First period was probably the most aggressive Tigers squad that I saw. Well, we kind of figured in talking with Gino that you might see it just because of how the Victoria game went and it didn't really go to plan. So you figured that it it kind of acts as a reset and the Tigers would be a little pissed off really going into van. And and you saw it in the first 20. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the one thing that really stood out that I saw in the first was uh, it got a little chippy. Caden had a great hit. Then, then Vancouver starts going after our guy. You see Vancouver get a little bit more aggressive with Gavin McKenna. Right. And so right before the intermission, there's a little bit of a scuffle. Yep. And to see Parsons just come out of nowhere and just grab onto whoever he could and say, hey, cool it. It's, I, know that there's, I know that they have that camaraderie. I, I, they're a team, right? You're going to stand for your boy. Yep. But just to see that 
early in the season on this road trip, I really appreciated that. Yeah. Because yeah, Gavin just... McKenna's not a guy that's going to fight you. He will if he has to. But you have know. to remember, he's still like, what, he 15 years old? Yeah, I don't know if he's getting in a scrap. Doesn't play, doesn't look like he's 15. <laughs> yeah, right. But, I mean, yeah. you have these bigger guys circling Gavin, and Parsons like, I'll fight you both. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, you, you need to have that aspect on this team. But the Tigers, if nothing else, have a really, really good leadership group. I mean, Tyler McKenzie, Drew Krebs, Rhett Parsons, uh, you kind of look at and even – it extends just it extends past the letters on on players' jerseys, right? Like you you look at what guys like like even the, the line of Smith, St. Martin, and Bame, and just how they lead by example and and try and set the tone when they go out on the ice. And then younger players that get to now absorb that and and embrace it, and it kind of instills that culture back into the room after a couple down years. Um, and you just never yeah. really know how things can turn out. So. Uh, not surprising, but like you said, it was, it's good to see just that uh, that the team is, at least on the outside looking in, pulling everywhere in the right direction, and by all accounts, internally, they're all you know pulling the right direction as well. Brain Bame looking really good on this BC road trip. Man, did he tell he likes playing in his home province? Yeah, no kidding. Guy loves British Columbia. Eh? Yeah. Another so he goal. got his fourth. Uh, Oasis Wiseblatt, a guy who, when you, you look up and down that roster and you're like, that guy deserves a goal. He needs one right now. Yeah. It was Oasis Wiseblad. Not to say that he came back from Columbus looking a little rusty, but he's been playing so well and not really getting rewarded on the score sheet. Right. But, man, what a shot in overtime to win it. Yeah, and you're almost seeing that a bit up and down the lineup because there, it feels like there's more depth now with this team, right? And yes. I think it's fair to say. But there's still only one puck. And so, you know, like – it seems a little strange that Weisblatt is just getting his first goal now after, like, what, I think it was his eighth game of the season. Um, and you probably thought it would have happened a little bit quicker. But he's generating. He's creating. Uh, five on five, he's he's doing a nice job. And, and obviously on the power play, doing lots of good things. So, like, the times are going to come. And, I mean, the hottest stick right now is, is Shane Smith. I think he has nine goals on the season. And, Man. And, and that just shows that, you know, you're going to have a lot of different guys that are going to be able to contribute. And so you, when you, you look back on the year, whenever it's done, and you might be surprised looking at some numbers from some players and saying, well, I thought he was going to score more goals. Well, I mean, sure, but only so many goals are going to go in in a night. Like, you're not going to get nine every night. And so you have to find different ways to impact the game. And that might be the biggest thing that Weisblatt, I've noticed, has picked back up since his time with uh, the NHL and in training camp was that he's finding ways to impact the game that does not include being on the score sheet. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, looking at the score sheet right now, mm -hmm. I see DS slash Yeah, S. those are just shots. So I asked Gino about this last week. I, was say, I, I thought it was like dangerous shots. Yeah, dangerous shots and shots, but they're registered as the exact same. Okay. And All you right. also notice that no one threw a hit. The entire game. Zero hits for both teams. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, that right. So the CHL <laughs> new stats page is on an absolute burner. Okay. Kane Lindstrom had 11 shots in that Vancouver game. That, like, those are things that you, you need to have happen, though, right? Like, the game in Vic, I, I pointed out with Gino that Josh Van Mulligan had the team lead in shots with five for a reason. Like, sure, it's good for him. Y you're not probably winning games if, if a third-pairing defenseman has five shots. Even as good as Josh Van Mulligan. 
You're not wrong. You're not Especially winning games with doing that. What you have on those three lines? Yeah. Hell, what you have on all four lines? Yeah. There's there's no way that really any Tigers defenseman just with the way that they play offensively as well. Like there shouldn't be a D man that carries their team in shots, and and then you win the game. Uh, it might have happened already. I honestly haven't looked, but it was a nice bounce back. Just seeing that that you know the forwards kind of as a group found a way to to put consistent pressure. On Vancouver, uh, Vancouver's goaltender, whose name I don't have in front of me, escapes me, but he was quite good. Mirwald. Uh, yeah, he, he had got himself first star for a reason. Had himself quite an evening, but the Tigers did a good job of consistently pressuring. Yeah, usually when it comes to the three stars, I'm. Uh, it's no secret I get really po'd yeah. when the winning team is not first star because you won the game. Yeah. In this instant, the overtime game against Vancouver, Mirwald. Deserved He's it. He's very good. 45 saves yeah. on 48 shots. That but dude stood on his head. Because that, that could have been another 9-2 shellacking like you saw in, in Kelowna. Yeah, you don't see those kinds of numbers in junior very often. I mean, you don't see those numbers in the NHL very often. If a goaltender gets to 30 saves, that's pretty impressive to get above 40. And and really, he kept his team in it. Like oh, He yeah. kept the Giants in, in a lot of high-pressure spots. I mean, you like he was, he was good. If you're Vancouver, it's like sweet. We got the point. Mirwald's like I earned that point. Yeah, like, yeah. that point's on me. Yeah, but uh, that that was, I mean, that's encouraging for for Van, right? To to give up uh, the the amount of chances they did and still find a way to get a point out of that. Yeah. Like, I mean, they had the lead at one point. They yeah. had a better second period than Mercik was able to to square it up. Uh, what was that? A power play goal. Another thing, though, oddly enough, the Tigers just. Did not score five on five again. I mean, you get I guess four on four was it in the overtime yeah. period? Yeah, yeah. But shorthanded goal from Bame, if I remember right. They love shorties, man. And I think that was a shorthanded goal, wasn't it? And uh, then, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. and then they Mercy Mercy on the power, down the power play. play. Yep. So maybe not super concerning, but when we talk about the depth and being able to score, it's like you want that at five on five as well. You so. would think, yeah. I mean, five on five, they're deadly. I mean, you go five on four on the power play, they went one for four. And then the game in Vancouver, or Victoria, they went 0 for three or 0 for four. So, yeah. But once that power play starts gelling, which we know it will, watch out. Yeah, it's um, a good power play. Other thing I want to talk about before we wrap sure, this up yeah, yeah. Uh, is kind of what we alluded to with Gino when we found out that Zach Zahara was going to be starting for the Tigers. And uh, the one thing that stood out was Gino said he's playing for a backup position. Yep. Like he's playing to be the number two. He had 25 saves. Did he earn it? Or is it too early to tell? Do you give McCallum another shot? Do, like I'm not sure what the process is of how many games that these boys need to go before. <laughs> I don't think anyone knows that. I think how maybe, long can you run with the three goaltenders? I think maybe only Willie Desjardins, Joe Frazier, and Josh Mazur know that answer. And will they ever tell us? No. And Matt Wong, for that matter. Oh, yeah, Matty Wong. Brothers. But I don't know that there's – I think they recognize – at least that's the vibe I get, and I think I've said this before. I, I'm pretty sure that the coaching staff recognizes the situation they have on their hands, and that eventually it's going to come to a point where they probably got to make a decision one way or another. Um, if nothing else, to the third goaltender, it ends up being right because you don't want to just string them along, uh, and you also want to bring development from whoever your backup's going to be and get them in games, yeah. stuff like that. I don't know if if it's a separator or not. I I think that Zach Zahara, because we've we've talked a lot about McCallum for whatever reason, but maybe not as much about Zahara. And so with, with Zach, 
he's been in high pressure situations before. He's a goaltender of a tournament at at the Max tournament or now Circle K Classic. Yeah, he's won it twice, hasn't he? Yeah, I think Didn't he's he won that twice. Records in that too. He's been a very good goaltender yeah. in that tournament, which for I mean a, a lot of respects is a bit of a pressure cooker. You're playing a lot of games in a short amount of time. Um, it's not exactly easy competition to say the least. It's no. a hard tournament to win, let yeah. alone go back to back. Um, and he's done very well. And, you know, we were talking to, to one fellow in particular when we were in Swift and this person said that knowing Zahara like they do, that he was impressed by Zahara's mental side of the game. And I, I think you, you almost saw that a little bit last night against Vancouver. It's a, a weird game. You haven't been in in a while, right? You faced two shots when you were in Swift, but you really... Has he even been dressed since Swift? I don't honestly know that he has been. I, I'd be lying if I said I knew. But it's, it's an awkward spot, right? And so you have to mentally stay ready when those times come. Um, and you have to be prepared and ready to go. And I think at the first period, you saw that he, he made the saves that needed to be made and settled into the game. And then you hit a bit of a turbulent patch in the second. You give up a couple goals, and now suddenly you're trailing by one. But there's just seemingly not a whole lot of panic with, with Zach Zahara. Yeah. And and that's something comforting moving forward, right? Because as, as the games get more and more pressure-packed, as they get a bit more intense, Who do you want? and seemingly as, as you're going to need to give a bit of rest to Evan May, I think the consensus thought on the outside is that you have – May, who hasn't played a ton of games in his Western Hockey League career. And if you just look at, say, the NHL, some of the best teams have, like, 50-50 splits in net. Do you, I don't it, even it think you see hurt. a 70-30 anymore. No, no, not as often, right? No. And so if you're able to have a guy that, like Zahara, if he's able to, to continue performing well, and then you know in, in the back of your mind that he's done well in pressure situations when you get later in the season and – the games maybe feel like they're more important. Heaven forbid anything were to happen to one of the goaltenders that you need to rely mm-hmm. on on Zahara. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think on on that end of things, you feel pretty comfortable. But it's just a matter of seeing it at, at the Western Hockey League level because he hasn't, for his fault or not, hasn't shown it to this point. Like that was his. I mean, he got the re- he was the goalie of record in Swift because they came back from when they were down. Yeah, and he got the win in that game. Yeah, but he only faced two shots. This was really the first time for, for Zach Zahara that he was able to start a game. It was his first start and, and played it out and, and was able to properly showcase what he could do. So I think it's something that Zach should be proud of. I know there was probably a lot of people who were really happy to see him play as well as he did. Does it answer questions? I don't know. But I think, in at least for me, it made me feel better about where Zahara can get to. Right. And even if you forecast down the road for the next couple of years, right? Because... You, we, we've we've talked about how the Tigers maybe have a window in a year or two, three years for when their you know real go for it mode is going to hit. Yes, yeah. Zahara being a 2005 born goaltender will be 19 next year. He would be the same age as Evan May. He could be a goaltender that then, as this team maybe wants to try and drive for a Western Hockey League title, and seriously consider it. Could be. Could be that guy with having the background as playing in pressure games before. Yeah. It's interesting. Now looking at it, uh, that one against Van, uh, Vancouver yeah. was his, in fact, first start. Yeah, it was it his was first his start first of his career. career yeah. start because he played, didn't play last year, but he played two years ago. He came in 
on a couple that times against Lethbridge. Yeah. Only got about a half hour minute time, let in three goals. I remember when that poor guy came in in that Red Deer game when yep. it was just it was a massacre. Like I don't think anyone could have went in there. No, and, and it wouldn't have been fun. He let six goals in that one, but again, that game Red Deer was just standing on their head. But rightly or wrongly, the I've talked to a couple people about it that are smarter than me, that are a little bit more in tune with what other teams are thinking. There, there's a conversation that there, there might have only been a couple, if not one, real chance left for Zahara to in the in the minds of other teams kind of make his presence felt within the Western Hockey League because his first couple appearances, as you mentioned, weren't great. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're not his fault, but the stats are what they are, and, yes. and teams look at them, yes. and, and they, yep. they can pull the video back, they see it, they look at it, and say, well, that's not good. Yeah. And you need to be pretty tough to go into that start, second off a back-to-back where your team had a disappointing loss in, in Vic, and say, okay, I need to, to be dialed in not just for the team, but also potentially for my perception yep. in this league. Yeah, a lot of weight on the shoulder, just on that one game. Yeah, and I, I don't know Zach personally. We, I, I don't, we've probably run into him, sure. Uh, we gave him a fist bump after the win in Swift. Yep. That's about as far as it's gone. I've never had a chance to, to sit down and talk to him. I'm really happy for him, though. Yeah. Like, that's, that's an important win for a guy that's put a lot of time in. Like you mentioned, two years ago, he was dressing for this team. Yeah. Um, he's he's been putting in work. I know that much. Uh, he should be proud, very much so. Question is, just because I love to do this, do you ride him again against Kamloops? Kamloops is yeah. a team that is struggling. I think they're as we're doing this, they're like one in six or something like that. Right. You put Zahara in to see how he is that Friday night against Kamloops, and then you go back to May in the game that is probably you anticipated the hardest out of this road trip with Prince George. Yeah. It's just so impossible to know. It man. is. But, I mean... It's impossible to know when you have three that you brought with you to BC. I, know, but I would give May a little bit more rest, knowing that... Yeah, knowing that you want him good This is a Cougars for, team for that Prince is George. going to score goals. Yeah. And I, I think it's been pretty well documented that the perception is internally the number one, and the belief is that number one's Evan May. Yeah. So, you want your number one ready to go for your biggest tests, Presumably. Or you throw McCallum in Friday night, watch him steal the show, and then you're sitting there like, well, back to square one. Right. What I think do it's, we do? I think that, that thought that I said, you know, you want your number one ready to go against the best teams, and maybe it's too early. Because I, I always love the theory that you have your number one go against the teams that you think you should beat. Like, yeah, not you're the, right. Not you the brought this up games. last year, and last you're not year, wrong. Right? You're not wrong in this. Because you... you but it's too early for, yeah. the, for yeah. you to say, okay, well, the... Points are really mattering. We've got to lock down the games that, that are must-wins, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's way too early for that. So I, I don't know where they're going to go. I, It's so hard to know because, I mean, we're in some ways connected, but at the same time, we're so far off. We're not in BC. Yeah. Like, we're not we're not traveling with the team, so you don't know what conversations are being had. But Yet. I would – yeah, yet. But I, I imagine those, those talks are being had about how they want to rotate – the goaltenders in yeah. the rest of the way, right? Yeah. Or or for this Willy trip. Knows. I mean, that's probably the number one topic of mine. Like, yeah. We're sitting here with three goaltenders. No one has three goaltenders. What are we doing? Well, I don't know that no one has three goaltenders. Well, that's rare that I you see it. that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they do run with three. Who knows? I haven't seen a lot of five forward power plays. We keep rolling with that. Yeah, well, yeah. This is a <laughs> year of anomalies. You have a 20-year-old Euro. Yeah. 
Uh, we're so thinking outside the box, and maybe. a lot of things that are are happening that aren't typical are but, going. So yeah, maybe. maybe. But the uh, team looks really good. Really, yeah, they good. do. Uh, excited for them to come back home. Actually. Yeah, yeah, and they get a bit of a, a nice chunk of, of home games. I think it's like five in a row. Yeah. Um, next time they'll be back. What next weekend? I think we'll it's be next against, Friday, Saturday, isn't it? Edmonton, Edmonton and Seattle. Seattle, that's what I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Edmonton, Seattle, that would be good. Seattle, I don't know what we're gonna get out of them. Edmonton, I hope the Tigers we don't look much, past. We know what we're gonna get from Edmonton. But they've snuck up on some teams I know. early this year. And you Didn't just hope that you don't. Red Deer, or maybe Red Deer shut them out. Uh, I think Red Deer shut yeah. them out. But you just hope that you don't get snuck up and bit by uh, by Edmonton. It'll be nice to to get back at the rink though and have some home games because uh, there's there like you mentioned earlier. There's a lot of buzz around the, the team. Atmosphere. There's a lot of excitement, oh. man. So. I'm looking at a lot of these BC rinks, and I think we don't have the official numbers. Medicine has to be doing well in attendance early on this year. Like yeah. we, we've been hitting around the three mark. Been above three for every home game. Vancouver looked pretty good. I think Vancouver's at 27 on a e- Wednesday. That's yeah, pretty good. Something like that. I mean, when you're throwing out lucky loggers for probably three bucks. Did they do that there, too? I didn't see any lucky loggers oh, in Vancouver. In Vic. Victoria, though. Yeah. Vic was big in the lucky logger. I wonder, yeah. I wonder a lot of about. people had the red lucky logger cans in their hand, which made me think. I mean, co-op place might want to get some co-op logger in there. Yeah, they, I'm surprised they don't. Yeah. Like, how don't they have... Classic co-op red. Blew my mind after we had that conversation. I was driving, yeah. and I was—I really want to call someone and be like, "Why don't you guys have co like co-op logger?" Yeah, I mean, you I guess that'd be a co-op question, right? Why wouldn't you just have the can there and you sell it for less? Yeah, I think people would buy it. I, I mean, guess you still have what you need on there. Yeah. When does it end though, right? Because then all of a sudden, Rogers Arena is going to be selling foam plans out of like <laughs> section two ten. How do we know that they're yeah, not? Yeah, that's a good point. They very well could be. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> hey, we appreciate you listening to this podcast. We hope you have as much fun listening as we do making it. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to it or don't, but like whatever. Because we love looking at the data, like who's to listening it. to this, and it's it's cool that this is kind of it's a little globally. Yeah, yeah, we are, we are not a little. We are absolutely global, and yeah. it's impressive. And our shoulders separate from patting ourselves in the back. It's tough. No, well, that's why Windsor Plywood huge part of this, and yeah. we thank that Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. They power this each and every week. We love you. We love the Tigers. Wow. Go Tigers, go. Too much? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Thanks to all who contributed to this edition of Tigers Uncaged. Powered by Windsor Plywood, the experts you need to know. New episodes come out every Friday. Get it at wild945.ca and wherever you get your podcasts. Tigers Uncaged!